Remember, with great podcasting comes great responsibility. Ladies, gentlemen, and various thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, and like the Hulk, I'm here to smash shit up. Joining me today, the Sorcerer Supreme himself, is Dr. Gadget. Hello. Let's do this with your hands. <laughs> Gaining her powers from being mauled by her pet cat, the black cat herself, it's Candy. Um, hello, pussy lovers! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's now her fan club name. Like J. Jonah Jameson, this man spouts the news like it's oxygen. It's B. Biggie Biggison. My spider penis is tingling. (laughs) (laughs) And what hero exemplifies this man more than Hawkeye? No powers and a default haircut. It's Stig. Hey, Hawkeye's mint. He is mint, actually, mate. I'm a big fan. How are we all doing? We're all back again. Look at us all together again. Two weeks in a row, it's it's like a new record. Who'd have thunk? Look at us. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yes, Ant-Man. Oh, God, that that went with the theme. Uh, How's everyone doing? Everyone good? Yeah, Yeah. knackered. Fucking don't all stream at once. Christ. Was was out at a drag show last night, and I'm absolutely fucking exhausted. Yeah? Uh, Yeah. How fast were the cars? Uh, Not that kind of drag show. (laughs) Oh, right. How how fast were the the boys in high heels? They were quite fast. (laughs) Thanks for uh, invite, mate. If you want to come up to Newcastle and, and spend a tenner on a cocktail, feel free to. Thanks for not inviting me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, come to the show, but he'll have a, he'll have a flask there just going, yeah. I've done that, I've done that before. <laughs> yes, have I. <laughs> you get those full bras, can't you? People would just think that you're getting into the theme of it. <laughs> I don't wear bras. It's when, it's when you, you go... You might when want to someone if you want has a drink. Like, <laughs> A wedding at a really posh venue, you know, this is going to be expensive as fuck, so I'm taking a hip flask with me. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That's when I used to do it to, like, when they have um, weddings in, like, fancy hotels. Yeah, yeah. When you have the whole reception. And it's nice. I always appreciate it. Like, I've been to some and they've paid for his rooms and stuff because I've part at um, groom party. You know what I mean? I'm one one yeah, of yeah. the men. Not the best man. Never been the best man because no one's that savage. But when, when they pay for your room and all that, and I'm like, and I'm looking at the price, I'm like, this is not an open bar. I hit flash the fuck out of that. I went straight to co-op, poured in loads of fucking rum, and away I went. I had a great time. I'm sure Drinking cordial. Mum's the word. <laughs> Biggie, do you know what mm-hmm. I've been missing this week? I don't know what's gone off in world. I really don't know what's gone off in world, and all I need is for a big strapping man to come and give me a news hug. It's Biggie's breaking news. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. (laughs) First things first, I'm going to say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way the news has been. The way the news has been. 
second thing, second thing, she tell me that she thinks that I could be. I'm the one at the helm, I'm the master of the sea. The master of the sea. I was broken from a young age, taking my soul kin to the listeners, writing my updates for the few that look at me, took to me, shook to me, feeling me singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message from the veins, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing their beauty through the... <laughs> hey! You made me a... You made me a... Newsreader! Newsreader! Hey! You made me a... Newsreader! Newsreader! He lost me for a minute there, but he brought him back. <laughs> Thank you, Elmo. That's Imagine Dragons, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, no wonder they didn't like it. <laughs> Can you listen to Imagine Dragons earlier today? Did you? Did you catch her? Yeah, well, because I was in uh, DMs to getting their Patreon um, artwork, and it just suddenly popped up that you were listening to it, started listening to Imagine Dragons on Spotify. Oh, it's rumbles. You fucking terror. Absolutely rumbles. rumbles. Yeah. Stalker. <laughs> anyway, Biggie, as much as I didn't like that, you did it well. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, sorry News. about that, listeners. Um, moving on swiftly. PlayStation 5 supply issues have finally been fixed after three years, says Sony. Supply chain problems that plagued the PlayStation 5 have now been resolved. The global chips shortage, which began in 2020, impacted industries from car manufacturing to credit cards. The shortage is steadily resolved through 2023, and Sony said its supply chain is now fixed worldwide. This means the console is now not only readily available, but a surplus may lead to retailers competing for the sale. It so, comes as Sony hmm. boss Eric Lempel also said it had redesigned its PlayStation Plus subscription service this week, adding cloud gaming for PS5 gamers. So just ah. in time for them to release a new one that has a completely different design. Well done, Sony. Which I have more on. <laughs> Because they have also mentioned about the Slim's optimal... Sorry, start again. The PS5 Slim's optional disk drive needs to connect to the internet to pair it to a console. According to Charlie Intel Twitter account, published images of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 bundle, and eagle-eyed observers noticed a disclaimer that says that the cat amongst the pigeons within the video game community, internet connection required to pair disk drive and PS5 console upon setup. That's Mm. ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous, but I think that is to stop people just connect because it's just an ordinary HD Blu-ray. So you can't drive. connect a random one. Yeah, it's to stop people like like reverse engineering whatever connector is in there and just plugging any drive into. Do you reckon it? it'll just be a one and done once you've once you've oh, logged yeah, yeah, in? You've yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not going to be like a constant authentic. Put a disc in connecting to the internet. It's not going to be doing that. Yeah. It's just for the, that initial. It is pairing. genuinely that then, isn't it? You, you've, you've you've hit nail on head there. It's just so we can go. Aha, that's one of ours. Yeah. Scumbags, Absolute yeah, scumbags. It could be a problem if Sony um, have issues with its authentication servers, though. Well, yes, <laughs> <laughs> ha, mate, that happens all the time with, with my Switch. So I've, I know I've bought the games from there and everything, and I click on it and say, Checking to see if you can play this. No, I'm like, What? I bought yeah. this. That it happens, happens with all my the time Xbox before, as well. Happens all the time with PlayStation. Yeah. You like load, load a game on the PlayStation, and, yeah. and sometimes it'll sit there for a minute while it has a go at the authentication server, despite you yeah, haven't put like... 22 hours into it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> absolute bar- I yeah. hate it. I hate that shit. I hate that. That's another reason why Stig's age old, age old argument is like physical. It works. But yeah, works. The, the, the main concern yeah, but... that people should have with it, though, is if, and it, it is mentioned in the news article that you had there, 
what happens like when they're down to like PS6, PS7 generation, when they turn off that mm. authentication server? I don't know. I don't people... know. It's worrying. It is. Mm. Speaking of PlayStation, former PlayStation boss Sean Layden says its criminal industry isn't properly preserving games. He served as chairman of Sony Interactive Entertainment World Studios, now known as PlayStation Studios, for years, and he was hugely influential in shaping the current PlayStation landscape. He spoke about video game preservation, a topic he mentioned recently on the LAN Party's podcast. He said, preservation is important. I'm hoping that more people in the industry, certainly the big players, begin to realise there's an obligation and responsibility. This isn't throwaway stuff that we're making. This is stuff that should be around for a long time because future generations will enjoy it the same way that we have, and it's criminal that we're not doing more to protect it. I mean, he could have put Sony onto that path if he was so influential <laughs> in PlayStation Studios. <laughs> who's, this, who's this man? What's he called again? Sean Layden. Sean Ladle. Layden. So this guy, Layden, this guy should have, yeah, he should have, he should have spouted that to the execs. While he, he probably, for Sony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably just didn't and gone, yeah, it's fine. We'll just keep sending out remasters and stuff and re-releases because it makes more money. That's all it's about. That's why they don't do it. Of course it is. Money! And so, Sony are baddies. They are baddies, man. Do you think at some point there's going to be so much out there in cyberspace that there's going to be these like colossal server buildings that just hold all the old, old games and stuff so people can, get, can still get hold of them? Because Sony, like, Sony and Xbox aren't going to want to keep all their old games. No, they're not, are they? It's, it's gonna, there's got to be a drop-off one day. There's got to be a drop-off. It's like, remember, like, I know we're all physical generation, but, like, people just had to keep stuff. If you wanted to play your Amstrad games, you had to keep your Amstrad, didn't you? Yeah. And that, 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 um, that way of life, it's completely just disintegrating in front of us face and we're just watching it happen and we can't do anything about it. Really can't, apart from piracy. Which, in a, in a way, piracy are doing the work that these big companies should be doing in the first place. Some kind Under of library, Skipsum backup library. For piracy. It's just, it's just ridiculous, man. It's, it's not consumer friendly. I don't mean they give a shit. No. And of course they, they give don't. a shit. <sighs> it's awful. They mock physical media. Yeah, yeah, but you get to fucking keep it. But <laughs> yeah. by the same yeah, thing, though, it. I mean, looking at you on a wake too. Physical consoles and DVD players and video players and stuff, they break down over time. So they would have to keep making the consoles and stuff. Like if they still made a very slow stream of Amstrads and Amstrad games, not new ones, but like reprinting them and everything, that'd be fine. But they don't. They don't do it. Yeah, it's just, it's just, eh, we're just going to have to live with it, aren't we? Like it or lump it. Or create your own digital backup library on a massive teraflop, tera giga, giga bigger. Bloody hard, hard drive, drive thing. Big floppers. That's the one. Yeah. Big floppers. At Thank big God floppers for the uh, expandable uh, hard drive. I know. What game, game changer. changer. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Nintendo shocks competitive fans with a strict new community tournament guidelines. Guidelines posted on both Nintendo's Japan and UK websites on Tuesday this week dictate the terms for not-for-profit small-scale community tournament involving games for which Nintendo owns the copyright. In short, these guidelines define the terms that organisers would have to follow in order to qualify as a small-scale event, allowing for them to function without an official licence from Nintendo. These are some of the highlights. Community tournaments may not generate commercial revenue, except as permitted by these guidelines. A cap of 200 participants in person or 300 for online tournaments. 
Organizers may not receive compensation for third-party sponsors and may not sell food, beverage, or merchandise. No prizes exceeding the market value of £4,500 or US dollars in total. No spectator fees for online tournaments. And organizers must publicly disclose all accounting related to the cost of hosting the event promptly. That's pissed mm. off a lot of people. Yeah. Rightly yeah. so. Mm. <laughs> Nintendo be Nintending again. Yeah. Good old friendly <laughs> Nintendo, eh? They just, right. want pe- they just want people to pay. So that means you're not going to get like smaller scale tournaments at like Bristol Comic Con and shit like that, you know? Like, how are they going to know? Small events. Well, I'm sure they'll have ways of finding out. You know, people do share things on the internet. Like if we decided at the ME meetup next year to have a Nintendo tournament, they're not going to know, even though we are bigger than Nintendo. There's there's other weird there's other weird <laughs> My ones with it as well. Mate, sorry, um, oh, like does it fuck me. Yeah, I got new Switch. <laughs> there's, to... there's there's other weird ones with it as well. Like specifically, like in regards to like um, Smash Brothers, uh, you're only allowed mm. to use official Nintendo controllers. So like a lot of fight fighting game people <laughs> use those um, custom boxes. Where it's just like yeah. a rake of buttons rather than a fight stick. No, you've you've got to use like official controllers that either came with the console or you buy from Nintendo. That's imagine, not... imagine trying to do a, a Smash Brothers uh, tournament on fucking Joy Cons. No, <laughs> I, I, I think I'd protest. Nintendo. I'd use a, I think I'd a protest. I'd use a wave bird. <laughs> yeah. Keyboard in the middle. Just do it. Fucking do it. But it's 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 it, it's, re- it's really shitty, and it's just because they want people to pay license fees to have the rights to do it. Because uh, especially mm. that bit where it says organizers may um, uh, may not sell food, beverage, or merchandise. Like, who the fuck's going to acquiesce to that? <laughs> that basically stops all tournaments under yeah. a certain size, and over a certain size, you've got to pay Nintendo for the right to do it. They'll be watching Twitch going, "Is somebody eating a donut there in the background? Does <laughs> someone pay for that?" That's that's not a Nintendo donut, is it? No, no, it's Greg's one. <laughs> Fucked. Get him out. I, 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 do you know what? It just, it just brings them all this shit with Sony, all this shit with Nintendo, all this shit with Microsoft buying everything. It just, it just reminds you that these are just mindless corporations that don't give a fuck, really, isn't it? That's oh, all yeah. it boils down to. All about it's, the It's price. really sad. Yeah, it's really sad, man. Anyway, next. Well, Nintendo have got a few people excited. As a recently filed Nintendo patent has been discovered that refers to a dual screen gaming device that could be split in half. Hmm. Okay. There's Nintendo a lot of patents DS. come out for everything, doesn't it? Yeah. It Loads is. of things. One of their engineers has had an idea to patent it, then it sits there. Mine may never happen. I mean, it's pretty I'm, much going to be nailed on that the next Nintendo console will be the Switch 2 because they would be stupid to do what about What about the Nintendo split? Mm. Uh, you would hear first. I think the switch the switch two is going to have to be it because they made that mistake going from the Wii to the Wii U. They went from a wildly successful console and they Gadget, fucked it. Gadget, let me just let me just whisper into your ear. It's Nintendo. They don't learn. They True. don't. Learn. They did go from the SNES <laughs> to the N sixty four. Exactly. What, um, Absolute idiots. What about what about if it where is it could be split in two? That this thing is like a D a Switch, but a DS. You can yeah. play it single player, but you can actually split it in two and hand the second. Yeah, I think that's, that's, I think that's probably exactly Nintendo what it split. Is. Yeah, to, to a two player, split. and you can play two players together, so it clicks together for a single player dual screen thing, or it comes apart for a two player multiplayer, like local multiplayer. Thing. Yeah, and, and only well cool. only the sweet sweet price of nine hundred pounds. You could, that could be ours. <laughs> about four hundred quid <laughs> and rest. Next. 
Spooky Season is still with us. And Mortal Kombat 1, it's Halloween Fatality, costs oh $10 and the community is pushing back. Earlier this week, the community was incensed after publisher Warner Brothers Games revealed it will sell a seasonal fatality for real-world money. And this fatality is available in the shop with a confirmed price and players are up in arms once again and many vowing to boycott the fatality and some are abandoning the game entirely because of the cost. Not surprised, it's 10 quid. Two two things, right? It's a tenner, which is far too much for anything. Especially just for an animation. Mm. Don't buy it if you don't want it. dollars, by the way. If you think, like oh, that's different. 40 quid now, isn't it? Strength of fucking <laughs> pound of a dollar. <laughs> it should be uh, 99p max. Yeah, it's yep. just an animation. Like, yeah. it's it probably, shouldn't be, I mean, shouldn't be anything, but if you're going to charge it's when for it, they, 99p. When they, say, when, when they say, I'm boycotting the game because of that, grow up. Because that's just as bad as saying, to me, that's just as bad. Like, I know it's, it's, it's bad practice and it's shite and it's, it's icky. You and don't stuff. have to. Don't engage it. in it. Don't engage in it. It's that simple. Yeah, because if you've already paid for the game and you're not playing it, if you're not I am pl- boycotting it now. You've already given them your money, and if yeah. you're not, if you're a Twitch streamer and you make money off it, then maybe yeah, you might go. Okay, I'm making a stand. I'm not going to play it. I'm not. I'm not going to advertise it, it on yep. my channel to my viewers. If you're someone yep. like me who's just Joe blogs just playing, playing at home. You only no care for story anyway. Yeah, There's I, no I fatalities play... in story mode. <laughs> I play it for the story, then I get a shot of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's no, you can't fatality in story mode. Everyone knows that. Because that would ruin the story. But yeah, I just, I, I, I hate that shit. I'm boycotting it because of that. It's You can boycott it because they're fucking scumbags. That's different, not because of price. That's that's the difference. I, mean, I, think, I, think, I don't know. I, I think some people are boycott, boycotting it on the basis of their... They're worried it's now going to go to like a freemium model, despite it being like a oh, full-price game. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So, it could so, set a so disgusting think, precedent, I, I, couldn't I, it? I think what they're what they're thinking is voting with the wallets early. Yeah, but it, so if Warner Brothers release something and then they see the amount of players is going up, 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 down, yeah, like that's they'll the, notice. The, the, that's the thing they'll notice. It's like when they get the analytics. so it, it is no- definitely it's like going on strike, then, isn't it? Rather than yeah. I am I am snapping this. I'm standing on it in the in the driveway. In front of the, the street, uh, yeah, and everyone's I going. I, I don't think anyone's doing that. I think every, I think people are going to go off and play something else for a little while and go back to it yeah, later. That's but fine. It, but I'm cool with that. It's the kind of thing to try and send enough of a message. Because mm, okay, bear in mind the game costs seventy dollars. Um, the premium yeah. edition cost one hundred and ten dollars, and doesn't include oh. and the expansion pass, whatever that comes with it, doesn't include these. The, this could you imagine this $110 for a game. $110. I just couldn't fucking imagine it. I could not imagine it. Ever. Candy, you're quiet. Candy's yeah. saying quiet. <laughs> but then you've paid $110 for your premium edition of the game and you log into it and then it comes up, buy this fatality for another $10. It's like, that's got to So the $110 off. version, was that a physical with a statue and a lovely watch or anything like that? No, uh, it's fatality. Know. That's probably just Do you the remember, ultimate you know, Halloween season, season of the Witch? Version. A Halloween season of the witch, yeah. The yeah, pumpkin. you know how obviously the pumpkin and all the bugs and shit come out of it. Yeah, it's so just someone, that. if someone slams a punk, they slam a pumpkin on your head, all the bugs come out and like eat your face, and then you get like your head chopped off and it falls out the pumpkin, something like that. It's Pumpality. That's it. So, ten ten so quid. You, so you you you're, you're hundred and ten dollars or or ninety pound premium edition is digit <sighs> digital only. You get Mortal Kombat oh, one. You get the combat <laughs> you need to pack. Stop there, mate. You get the combat pack, which. <laughs> doesn't tell you what that actually is. No, because uh, they're not out yet. Early access to DLC characters. That doesn't mean that you get them. No, it means you get them early. 
you get a Jean Claude Van Damme. You get a Jean Claude Van Damme skin for Johnny Cage. And hey. 1,250 dragon crystals, which is the internal currency. And that's what... 110 pounds. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that's what you get for your 90 quid. The standard edition on the PlayStation Store is 65 quid. Dragon fucking hate gamers, me. <laughs> if you're buying that, you're an idiot. And if you want... And, it, 100, so, so, and 100 so, quid's different to everyone else. Money, money's subjective and different for everyone, but that, that's fucking pathetic. So the UK price, so the... The fatality is twelve hundred dragon crystals, which in in the US is ten dollars. Here, that is eight pound. Dragon crystals sounds like a so drug. That's, that's two <laughs> two pints. I'm smoking them dragon crystals, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Fatality! Whoa! How, Fuck how, that! Next, how, how much, it pisses me off. This shit. Piss me finish off. him. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I'm gonna just work and find out what the combat passes. The combat overdose. So that's the one that includes the Johnny Cage character skin for Jean Claude Van Damme, and oh, you, so you, you get the deal. You do get the DLC characters in it. So that's Omni Man, Quan Chi, Peacemaker, uh, Mac Homelander, Takeshi Takeda, and the cameo fighters. So yeah, no, never mind. Still, what if you didn't like the game and you've paid that much? You fucked. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think you don't oh, get refunds hey. on the PlayStation Store. You don't get it's refunds faithful. on fuck all, really. You have to really, if you've played it for a bit, look, oh, you've played it. No, you're not getting your money back. Unless Maybe you're on, on Steam, Steam you're all right. Unless you're on Steam, yeah. you do it within two hours. Yeah, yeah. You could play a star in two hours, couldn't you stick? Easy. Easy. Mm. No. Next. Well, if you like oodles and you don't like video games, then you can become a tabletop gamer hey. because Marvel and Wizards of the Coast have announced a new multi year partnership. That we'll see Marvel characters and stories appearing in Magic the Gathering starting in 2020. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dungeons and Dragons then, because I was like, yes, we're going to do a Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> we're going to do a one shot Marvel. <laughs> yes. I can, do you one, I can do your Marvel one shot at one point. Do there, it. Is a, there is a Marvel I'm Galactus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm being Galactus. Fine, leave that with me. Yeah. For, leave that with me for the next season break. Oh. I had an idea for oh, a season break. Oh, this is, Ooh. I mean, this is unsurprising. At some point, Wizards of the Coast, we want to do something with Marvel or a, or a comic book franchise because, like, there was there was the news earlier in the year, like they're doing kind of Fallout, Final Fantasy, Assassin's Creed, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, and all that kind of thing. There's, there's what a, is Magic: The Gathering like? What is that? It's what, um, what kind of game is it? It's like Hearthstone with more steps. It's lots oh, of reading numbers sideways. I found. Yeah, it's. I've I've played a few rounds of it. I'm okay at it, but it's. It's more complicated than it needs to be, I find. I know I, I know it can be technically a pay-to-win game, can't it? Because you can buy good cards. Oh, yeah. Oh, there is a fucking ridiculous market for, like, the top-end cards. Which makes me really dubious about stuff like that because you can pay to be one, the best. One, one, of my, one of my mates is really into Magic the Gathering. He's the one that kind of encouraged me to get some cards and give it a try. And he, he, he goes to, like, the, the cards. Because could beat you. He what well, he goes he goes to the card fairs and that and he will spend like three hundred quid on like eight cards. Yeah, yeah. Eight cards. And they get it all back though. They, they get it back though, don't they? They're like, they're like trade and, and flick and flock and stuff. Yeah. And, and I, I do not. That's that's the problem I have with stuff like that. It's weird being like you saying like, with Pokemon Trading Guard. If if you're playing the proper Pokemon game, you can pay to win. Like I I don't mind buying buying like the collector sets. I've got the collector set for the they the did a. Uh, but you know what's in that, don't you? Yeah, they did, no, well, they did Dungeons and Dragons. Basically, you just get a nice presentation box and you get like 15 packs of the cards and some uh, some set special cards. Like I've got the Karlak and Astarian cards in my set. Um, mm. Of course and you have. 
I'm going. I'm going to get the Fallout one when that comes out. But I'm probably not going to play the Fallout one. I'm just, but I am going to get it. Yeah, I, want, I, want I, I get. I get the collective one. You just want to look at them. You want a nice tin. I get that. Yeah. It's just I don't know. I find it. Find it a bit. A bit minging. That oh, it's minging yeah. as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit minging. Do they I ever play a better it? word? Minging. Do they ever play it where the loser loses all the cards? No, it don't. No, it doesn't work like that. You don't take each other's cards. No. That's boring. It's not like That's Gwent. Boring. That's boring. It's not like it? Gwent or Hobbs. <laughs> or triple triad. <laughs> Where, where's, the, where's, the, uh, where's the rush then if you're not going to... Uh... Listen, Captain There's... Competitive, there doesn't need to be stakes in those games. <laughs> There's no, the shame is losing. Also, also, if you go to a Magic the Gathering tournament, you will smell a smell you've never smelled yeah. before. I was what is say, it, like... like onion? It's rancid B.O. <laughs> Oh fuck that! I mean, I'm never going to go. I smell beautiful all the time. I I I just cannot get on board with card games like that. How many neckbeards is it per square meter? More than you've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, uh, the the thing is, Magic the Gathering, the arena, which is the game on your phone or on the PC, that simplifies a lot of it, and it does a lot of the calculating stuff for you, and it's fun. Yeah, of course, it's really fun. But when you have to sit there and you're looking at sideways cards and then you're trying to work out what the numbers mean, and it's just like... Uh, it, and there's it's some fuck- uber nerd sat refereeing it going, no, you can't do that. That is not yeah. what you can do in this game. Fuck I, off, uber nerd. I find it a really difficult card game to play. And But I I mean, I used to be really good at Hearthstone. I really liked that one. Um, but I find, it difficult to, I find it difficult to play as a card game. I do like it as a phone game. It's the only game I don't know about you guys. Phone. I like Texas Oldham. It's great. It's fucking great. It's a good game. <laughs> Played it, Stig. Texas Oldham. And we wonder how you ended up in cooking. Strip yeah. poker. <laughs> that one. That's all right. Strip poker's great as well. Strip Uno. Strip Uno. <laughs> Don't knock it till you tried it. Strip Twister. No, I'll try out twice. <laughs> Next. Over to the world of film and TV. And if you're ready for Finally. this, Five Nights at Freddy's is now estimated to have earned $78 million plus in the film's domestic game? opening weekend, making it one of the it. biggest horror openings oh. ever. Uh, there's a few stats here. Uh, nope. The second highest opening for a video game movie ever. Biggest opening for Blumhouse ever. The biggest Halloween weekend opening ever. The second biggest opening ever for a film debuting in uh, theatres and on uh, streaming at the same time. And most importantly, the highest 2023 opening for a film set in a pizza room. Is there another film set on Victoria? <laughs> I'm just laughing yeah. at Stig being abusive to me in Discord. Um, it's an abusive. I, I, nope. uh, it's a PG-13, so that's probably why, because it means that kids can go see it. That's it, that's it. That's clever. Your average adult is not going to be that interested in Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, and it's not that, so it's not R-rated. There's no real horror. Apparently, a lot of the kills are off-screen or in the shadows, or you see, you know. So it's it's a kid's film. It's I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's. We've discussed it before on this. It's the one where you do the cameras, isn't it? Yeah. With the bears, the animatronic bears and animals. Yeah, Yeah, it's just... It doesn't feel like a game to me. It just feels like a a Flash game or something. Pretty much. Just a jump scare simulator. But it's like, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like critics have it in like, I think it's like the twenty six percent, and the audience are like, it's eighty nine percent. Like critics know nothing. It's like maybe just critics like we're shit. <laughs> I love, I love the law, like, the law of Five Nights at Freddy's. I, I, I think Amelia wants to watch it, and I just, I just know it's going to be shit. 
Apparently it is. Ma- Apparently Maggie's they actually did glorify it. it. Who's yeah. in it? Freddie Fazbear, uh, whatever his name is. Is it Josh? Someone, guys, guys from guy from Hunger Games, I think. Uh, Josh Hutchison, Matthew mm. Lillard. Yeah, that's him. Elizabeth Lillard. <laughs> Lillard's in it. <laughs> Shaggy's Co- in it. Corey X Kenshin, whoever the fuck <laughs> that is. Corey X Kenshin? I've just had an extension done in my kitchen. I'm joking, <laughs> it's just a funny name. Oh, he's a, he's, <laughs> he's a YouTuber, of course he is. <sighs> I, 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 all this all this makes me a dirt. I, 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 I did get some feedback from Planty before, which we read later, but he did add he to watched it. it. He did add to it afterwards. Um, uh, uh, Rachel turned off Five Nights at Freddy last night. I'll make it to the end eventually. It's so fucking oh. boring. <laughs> That's what wow. Planty thinks of that. More of his feedback later. He does no films as well. I trust his judgment. And he mm. knows shit films as well. He watches a lot of shit films. Not as much as our candy does. And <laughs> shit film extraordinaire here. Yeah, can't wait. So for candy, it's, candy's five star review of Freddy's next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he said it's streaming, I'm like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. The Citizen Kane of horror. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Candy. Oh God! Next. <laughs> well, Candy will be excited because the Fallout TV series launch date has been revealed. I'm excited. The teaser came out. <laughs> Um, uh, it's got posted to X, formerly Twitter. Is that how it's referred to now? Yeah, I know the logo's changed everything, but that's how, that's how everybody's now saying formerly Twitter. Just, Everyone calls Twitter. it X. Mm. X. Twitter. It's Twitter. X, X to the Z, it's, it's all about the family. It's going to go back to Twitter one day. <laughs> yeah, when he's fucking mm. pulled out of it. And that day I'll cry. Elon never pulls yes, out. the... He released That's the problem. Like he's, he's got a fucking problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like 20 kids. Have you been fucked by Elon Musk? The date is the 12th of April, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Biggie. Oh, so close. A week earlier, it'd be my birthday. Never mind. I'm looking forward to this. It's got, it's got some great actors in it. It's a great setting. It's a great world. Great law behind it. I think this could win. I think it could be a hit. Has re- anyone seen the leaked trailer? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the leak trailer. Looks good. I think it's on the it? Yeah, yeah. We'll get people moaning like they did with Rings of Power, which I thought was a fantastic show. People will moan. It's not my fallout. Not my fallout. God, <laughs> God, imagine if, 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 if there's some gay ghouls in it, people will kick the fuck off. This like ghoul ghouls. doesn't look like that ghoul should. That ghoul doesn't act like the ghoul should. Like, okay, fuck off. You can't be gay in the Fallout universe. Not allowed. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Creation, then. They're making the human race survive. I can't believe it. I can't believe... Oh, I can't... <laughs> 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 it's so fucking angry. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for it. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is uh, serving as an executive producer for a documentary titled David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived. The documentary follows the life of Radcliffe's former stunt double who became paralysed during an accident on the Harry Potter set. No way. Debuts uh, November 15th on HBO. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never knew anything about this happening. No, so. it's awful. Either. No. It's yeah. awful. They've probably covered be... it up, that's why. Yeah. I'd be interested really. in watching that. I don't think they've um, covered it up, Oodle, since they're making a fucking documentary about it. That's no, a really now it's all come to light. Years really later. It's, it's all come to light now because this guy was going to go to court. And Daniel's like, do you know what? Come here. I'll get, I'll make you a star, boy. You sit there. 
Oh, that can't even say that, you fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my David Brent moment. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. I didn't mean to say it like that. Level though. Oh, okay, no. Thing is, Oodles, just... you, you you can't watch this. I know there'll be spoilers in it because it's it happened in the last film. So you ought to watch that by that point. Huh? So True. yeah, you have to you have to wait. You have to wait until January. I think I, w- I waited, what, 15 years to watch Harry Potter? I think I'm going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to be just fine. <laughs> Next. Oh, this came out of nowhere. Edgar Wright's doing the Running Man remake, and it's looking to begin filming next year. This could be one of two things. Shite or mm. incredible. Yeah, there's no middle ground in this one. Yeah. It's going to be either amazing no. or really no. bad. Mm. This is not going to be a 5 out of 10 film. This is going to be a 1 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 film. <laughs> it could have a great soundtrack, great... Um, that choreography, great dialogue, great actors, and be an amazing Edgar Wright film. Or it could just be an absolute dumpster fire. And I'm kind of excited either way. I'm really excited. <laughs> Isn't the, yeah. the, the Arnie running man, it takes a lot, it's a lot of liberties with the story, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it's not like, so, not like fuck all like the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if anyone's expecting this to be a remake of the Is running man film, Michael Crichton? Is it? Ooh, Stephen King, isn't remember. it? I think he might be like right. Stephen actually, King. Yeah. It might be Stephen King. It might be Stephen King, yeah. It was I'm written Stephen. under a pseudonym, though, wasn't it? Stephen King. It was under, yeah. it was, it was under his uh, Richard Bachman. Ah, uh, that's it. Richard, Richard Snort a lot. That's his pseudonym. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, did, it, was, it was released in 1982, so, yeah, it was the cocaine yes. years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember reading the book years and years and years ago. After I'd seen the film and I'm like, this is not what I've watched. <laughs> this is completely different. <laughs> it's really dystopian and stuff, the book, and... I mean, the, the film's the, the not film's exactly like, uplifting. It's yeah, yeah, dystopian. the film is very dystopian, but still. <laughs> I know, but come on. <laughs> Do you Fair. think he'd get Arnie in as a cameo to play one of the bad guys, one of the people he takes out? That's Arnie, not a bad shout. No, I want Arnie to be the, you know, in The Running Man, there's that old woman who, who like, <laughs> yeah. Bet, yeah. bets on him. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I want Arnie to be that, replace that, uh, to replace That's a good that. idea. I'd, like I say, it could, it could one or two. There's, there's, there's literally there's no middle ground to this film. It could be incredible, and I'm looking forward. Next, Diggy's looking forward to this next one. Paddington in Peru is coming exclusively to theaters in 2025. Yeah. Finally, he's going back home. Do not like Where he belongs. Dirt, though. It's too far away. <laughs> <laughs> did they did they ever explain his accent? Just... <laughs> He's, so. he's aunt and uncle have got English accents. Supposed to be, uh, I know, that's what I'm saying. It's supposed to be South American, but that's a very London accent he's got. Do you not learn to yeah, speak but he'll get dubbed in other foreign movies as well, so that won't matter. That's very true. <laughs> that's very true. There's <laughs> method in your madness right there, mate. No, that's no, but even, even back to the old, the old cartoons and the old puppet show that they used to have, like, it never addressed the fact that he's a South American, but he speaks proper Queen's English. It's cool. I, love his mom, I think it does like it's, his um, Yeah, maybe grew up in some kind of colonized area. I don't know. Maybe, mate. Maybe, the, 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 maybe just that's Bear's. Uh, luckily, Bear's accents are London accents. That might be just a coincidence. I mean, it could just be it's a, thing, a talking yeah. bear. Don't so. have regional bears. Don't have regional bears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Next. Over to what on music. Uh, Dream Theatre have announced the return of drummer Mike Portnoy 
Uh, I don't know anything about this. I don't know if anyone else wants to pick this up. Yeah, so um, Mike Portnoy was... Mike Portnoy is? Mike, Mike Portnoy is one of the greatest drummers who ever lived. Uh, he was also the founding member of the Prog... Super, uh, not Super Group, but Prog Legends. Uh, and 13 years ago, he was just randomly kicked out of the band. And it was never really established why. Because they just released one of their like career best albums in Black, Linings, uh, Black Clouds and Silver Linings. And then they sacked him. And fuck knows why. But then 13 years later, he's back. And I'm very happy about it because the drummer that they had to replace him over the last 13 years, Mike Mangini, he's an excellent drummer, but never really fit with Dream Theater. He was very mechanical as a drummer. Felt like he was being told what to play. If you don't know what Dream Theater is, Big, it's like a very symphonic metal band. Yeah, they do like they do songs Orchestras. that are like... You know me too well. They do songs that are like 13 and a half minutes long and they're absolutely worth listening to. I might stick a Dream Theater song at the end of this for the patrons. And he, he is... All 13 and, and half minutes I, I, of the glass prison. 13 and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Dream Theater, but I know Mike Partnoy's... And Gaddy says one of. He probably is the greatest drummer alive. Mm. Just without a shadow of a doubt. Cause I think, I think you maybe, see him, maybe in sheer it, technical he, ability. Yeah, he, 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 he was... He was one of those drummers that makes professional drummers look stupid and crap, yeah. which is a very difficult thing because it's a very difficult instrument to be good at anyway. I mean, look at Lars Ulrich. He's been shit for 40 years. <laughs> he still makes money from doing it. But, like, part of it, it's just like Neil Peart is in that kind of dimension, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's, he's, in that... he, he's like a drummer's drummer. A um, drum machine. He is a drum machine. And, and like case in point, I mean, one of my favourite tracks by them is an instrumental called uh, Dance of Eternity. Uh, which yeah, Mike Portnoy wrote, even though he's not really much of a guitarist. And he, mm. and in that, that song is six minutes long, and the time signature changes. That's the shortest one. It changes 134 <laughs> times in that six minutes. Yeah. It's constantly shifting and moving around, and it's an incredible piece of music. So I'm very happy to see him back, and I'll probably make an effort to see them on, on tour when they come back out on tour. Uh, You've got to, in case you get rid of him again. <laughs> so, no fucking no. Yeah, no, it's it's it's... It's one of the things I saw the news story. It just made me happy. It will make the band um, have a resurg- resurgence again. Because oh, more people are fans of him than they are fans of his his band. Do you know what I mean? I, I know a lot of partner stands that are just just all about him. So, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Next, a bit of fun over to the world of sport. Uh, Borussia Dortmund's team baskets parking fine in Timeth. Time mouth, uh, team... not time mouth. Time mouth. Time mouth. We have Bournemouth. We have Portsmouth and Bournemouth down this way. Yes, so but those are down those get... way. This is up this way. <laughs> I don't think. You do know that is the river that Gadget was baptized in. <laughs> <laughs> time Come on, show some respect. Uh, yes, the up. bus got slapped with a fifty-pound fine whilst parked up in Tyne Mouth. Thank you. It follows the club's 1-0 win over Newcastle United at St. James's Park on Wednesday's Champions League game. Ah. The council confirmed the vehicle would be fined after parking on Grand Parade. Mate, it were parked on about five lanes. Yeah, it should, no, it it should, have, been, been, it should have been fined five times because they were over like five yeah. different uh, five parking, parking spots. Parking spots. Yeah. They like, stopped off to get some food from somewhere. And somewhere. That's what yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's what the thing is, yeah. Fucking good. They've got <laughs> enough money. They can pay it. <laughs> Adhere to the rules of the road. I don't care who you are, Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I, I just thought it was really funny because I saw the picture of, of, of the bus getting a ticket. I was like, hang on a second, that's a fucking time mouth. And uh, yeah, it just, yeah, I thought that was really Artimuth. 
<laughs> the fine could be reduced to £25 if it's paid within 14 days. Yeah, because it's a penalty charge notice. You can pay it if you pay it early, you get, you get money off. <laughs> if you don't pay it, if you don't pay it early, you get a, a, a what is it? A, you get um not it's not a cart order, is it? It's next next best thing though. CCJ. You get, it goes up to like £75 or something, doesn't it? You get so much stupid. You get summons, they're coming for you, they're gonna take one at seats out at the fucking stadium. <laughs> This'll pay for it. Uh, they'll fuck off back to Dortmund. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell a player. They'll take one at players. Yeah, we're definitely not going back to Newcastle again. No, tell you that much. Next. Uh, Tech World Urban Outfitters is selling vintage retro iPods and millennials are feeling hurt. Um, Urban Outfitters is selling several older iPod models from the 2000s and billing them as vintage and retro. Critics say the prices are rising from two hundred to three hundred and fifty dollars, depending on the model. What are you plugging them into? Why? The original the, the, cables, were there? <laughs> yeah, this, the, 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 and they're selling them with original cables. So they're doing reconditioned iPod classics, uh, reconditioned iPod minis, nine-pin cables. The thirty-nine-pin cables, uh, thirty-pin cables, thirty-pin right? 30 ones, yeah. But yeah, three hundred and fifty dollars for a twenty-gig iPod from two thousand three. They can buy one off me. <laughs> They can buy one off me. I'll get them for 20 quid. It's absolutely like a... brilliant when they came out. They were amazing. But, they are... but we now have everything we need right on here phone. on a phone that's connected to a streaming service where I don't have to fuck around with my MP3s. I think the thing is, um, like Sony still sell Walkman MP3 players that have Android on them and they'll connect yeah, they to. Do. Connect to services like um, like Tidal and that, which will give you flak recordings, and you get like a proper uh, analog digital converter in them, and you get better quality sound. Like the proper audio files can buy MP3 players. You don't need yes. to buy a twenty year old iPod. Have you seen? Have you a uh, bit, bit of a tangent? But have you? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll find the link again. It was, it was a TikTok um, advert. Whew, TikTok strikes again. Where they're selling? They look like iPod shuffles, but they're called podcast players. Oh, I've seen them. Yeah, nah, fucking awful. Podcast players. I'm like, are you fucking for real? They, they look are like you for real? Look like these old shuffles. They look like don't that. They? Yeah, how can you? Player. How could you play a podcast on that? Because you wouldn't know what the f- you're fucking choosing. You can't see it. You can't see it. <laughs> You'd have to line it up and, and then yeah. like, right. This You've got to do it all on your computer. You've got to line yeah. it all up on your computer. <laughs> I, I I bought this little iPod shuffle. This is the fifth, fifth, fifth gen one. I bought this just for running. I had a running playlist yeah. on it. That's I, what they were for. Yeah, clipped it to me T-shirt, and I didn't have to take me phone yeah. with us. Yeah, I even the have... advert, even the advert was like run, shuffle, run, shuffle. That's what it was, wasn't it? That was the yeah. advert. I used to have a, a waterproof one that was basically the same thing. Like you, you plug it in, yeah, and it, yeah. And it wraps swim. around your ears, it goes into your earphones, and you can swim with it. But you didn't yeah. have a order to it you just swam and it played music it just played because yeah, yeah. that's what it was for but shit is any if Jaws theme tune came on oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you so you said Biggie that the millennials are what upset about it. is that because they're being called retro yeah, yeah. Well, I mean they, they obviously are yeah, retro at this point so. well they are retro it's not like the, the price that makes me upset yeah, you can yeah. buy them cheaper on eBay and stuff like $35 they can buy one off me 20 quid I bet like most people like Collect me only. probably have it shoved at the back of a drawer somewhere I do I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got an iPod Nano shoved at the back of a drawer somewhere I've got yeah, in my I drawer I, I, I was going to get some out over day to show Gadget because we were talking about the shuffle over day I've got the, do you remember the Finn shuffle, the tall Finn one? Yeah, the first gen one. Yeah, I, I've got I've got four other gens of iPods because I was obsessed with iPods. I had the first one with the clicky clicky clicking the red the red button. The second one's the red buttons one. You know the the LCD red button one. Yeah, yeah. I've got that one. 
and I've got I've got um, the first touch. I've got loads of iPods. Me, I don't know fucking why. I need to get rid of them. I had a sell touch. Them to, to Gen Xs. I had a touch, and it was just like no Gen Zs. I found it, and I recharged it. I thought it works. I said, yeah. no app works on it. Nothing. Nope. Yeah. Uh, so no, I you're it wrong. Me- you can still do the drinking beer app. <laughs> no, but, yeah, but Spotify didn't work on YouTube, nothing. So I was like, I just gave it to Amelia when she was like four to yeah. just pretend it was a phone. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got, I've, I mean, I've got it here. I've, I've been trying to jailbreak it a little bit. Um, I've got the, the Apple Watch 3 and I just won't connect to anything anymore. And I've been trying to jailbreak it and it's proven very difficult because I can't be asked to buy another Apple Watch. <laughs> it's, can't it's- be asked. I think the only thing that makes me sad is because I remember really coveting iPods when when I was younger. I loved it. And oh, I, never, great. I didn't I didn't get mm. one until like the second generation of iTunes fucking wank. iTunes wank. But like Oh, that was a pain in the ass. I loved but it. Then, but but then I, I, I look on eBay. This one's got 11 hours left. It's a 5th gen classic 30 mm. 30 gigabyte one. One of them. Yeah. 30 yeah, quid. I've got 30 quid. Yeah. It's Not good it's a good machine 300. that. That's what I used to have that machine. one, that black one with a with a color screen. Yeah, so yeah. I sat yeah, and watched it. District Nine it's, on it. that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fantastic! I had a mate do a You're fucking uh, kid food. I had a mate do like a mega bus trip from, from Newcastle to London, and he watched the fucking Lord of the Rings trilogy on his iPod as it was meant to be watched. <laughs> that is the only time that's right. Despite despite the fact that I've got District Nine on Blu-ray, that's the only time I ever mm. watched it. Because I had sunstroke and I was lying in bed on holiday. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch this. <laughs> I did I, I did a very similar thing with my iPod Touch. I know it's a bit bigger, but I watched 310 to Yuma on, on a beach. Just, I As 310 it was meant to, to be <laughs> That's exactly what they wanted. Christi- I'm like, is that Christian Bale? Oh, it must be. The right close to my face. On that screen was, there was no rotate or anything. So it no. was like a letterbox. <laughs> It didn't even fill the full screen because the full screen was obviously like 4B3. So like two and a half inches big in some people's hands. 16 16 by 9 picture on a 4B3 screen. (laughs) (laughs) Just 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 what they wanted. That's exactly how you should watch it. I I mean I watched Mad Max Fury Road for the first time on the back of a plane seat. Just how just how it's meant to be seen. (laughs) Uh, I've seen the news story just made me feel old. Especially, especially when they yeah. said like on, uh, a listing on the fourth generation iPod Classic from two thousand four calls the device a genuine piece of vintage retro tech and says it's the perfect <laughs> the perfect blend of new millennium design with modern features. Like fuck off, I'm not that old, <laughs> mate. We are nearly forty. I've yeah, got books. I've got books old. in this house older than that that I bought with my pocket money. You know what I mean, I used to go vintage jogging with books. my high fine speakers on my back. No, he had a vinyl player on, it, on his backpack. Come on, just rolling up the gramophone like that. Yeah. That's his answer, like <laughs> Next, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, Twitter went down. The Apple website broke after being hit by a bizarre bug. Some users were unable <laughs> to log in or get online at all. Those that could see something was strange. Tweets were displaying as if they were posted in 1970. This is what I need an explaining. So the reason why this happened, and I do know the answer to this one. I knew you would. The, there, there is a thing called the Unix Epoch, which is how computers tell time. That sounds like a Superman baddie. <laughs> it does a little <laughs> bit. So the, the thing is, a lot around the world, there are different measures of, of, of time. You know, because you've got all the different time zones... And some people approach dates differently, like um, 
there are different calendars. Like in China, it uses different Chinese, calendars yeah. to the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the Unix Epoch is a universally agreed on thing, which counts seconds from the 1st of January, 1970, which means that everybody who writes software they on the can, have, can have the same time because the core um, calculation for time goes da, 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 all the way down to this Unix Epoch. So... When the Twitter app went down and tweets were saying they were posted in 1970, it's because they pushed some code that fucked up with the Unix epoch and that caused all kinds of problems because their software didn't know how to read the tweets because they thought they were being tweeted 50 years ago. Do you know if that happened? That's cool. Like if you had a tweet, if you had a tweet and it popped up saying you did it in 1970, it popped up saying 70 year birthday on fucking <laughs> whatever. That's what I got birthday. that popped up on my phone. Did it? <laughs> So, oh, you, but you... this, this, this is actually... T- <laughs> that was a joke. It's an old joke. This is, th- this is actually technically the same thing as what the Millennium Bug was. Uh-oh! Because the, the Nukes mil- are launching. <laughs> the Millennium Bug was the computers did a lot of date tracking with two-digit years. So when yes. it would go to zero, zero, all the systems... Didn't know what to do. All, no, all the systems would assume that meant 1900. No, not two thousand. So that so they dis- they invented time travel. Not really. That they had to fix it to make <laughs> it a four digit date. It'd have been cool all. if it, it, it'd have been cool <laughs> if the Millennium Bug instead of nukes going off, a wormhole op- opened up and said, "It's us from the nineteen hundred. Come, I mean, come join us." I mean, things have got universally shitter since the year two thousand. So maybe that did happen. Maybe it did. <laughs> maybe that's when the Matrix got switched on. Now it's when it's when Zod came to Earth and started fucking around in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Next, sadly, this is the one that has fans around the world mourning. Matthew Perry, who rose to global fame as one of the stars of the beloved sitcom Friends, has died. He was fifty-four. Really? News of Perry's passing was first reported uh, yesterday uh, by the Los Angeles Times and TMZ, which reported he'd been found unresponsive at his California home by emergency services. Fucking hell, I didn't know that. I've literally just found that out now. Oh, wow. It is I watched really that sad. film of a day, of a month, didn't I? That you chose for me. I watched that film yeah. him when he was the... Uh, he was yeah, a, um, one of his a debt collector for Career highlights, unfortunately. Uh, no, yeah. this, is, um, this is very sad. Like, as someone... I know, like, take the piss oh, off Friends, die. but, like, um, as someone who grew up watching Friends, like, I absolutely love that show. It was a comfort show. He was a, obviously a huge part of that show. Yeah, very funny in it, and someone who struggled a lot with addiction and did it managed to come overcome all that. And we, we don't know at this point when, we, as we record this, what the actual reason was for the, to happen. The, but the the, the the assumption was he had, he had a cardiac arrest. Yeah, because yeah. He, sat, he, was sat, oh. sat, he was sat in his hot tub, and it's assumed he had, he had a heart attack. Yeah, or cardiac arrest, and then drowned, drowned. as a result of that. I think it might have just been, uh, unfortunately, oh, wow. uh, too, many, too many years catching up on him. 54. Yeah. He had, <gasps> he, he, That's no age. But he had real issues with substance abuse and addiction. He had a jet ski accident in 1997 and he became addicted to painkillers. Um, oh, they get you them fuckers. Painkillers became became harder drugs, became alcohol. And yeah. He, he, like, he, he, he said in an interview, he's, he was clean as of kind of a couple of years ago. He said in an interview last year when he was promoting his, his autobiography that there's about three years of friends he doesn't remember at all. Actually, you can tell not. as well in some of those series. He looks just emaciated. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's one that he talks about. I think it's the um, 
it's the it's the episode where where uh, Chandler and Monica get married. He does the Spoiler scene. Alert. He does the scene where like they do the vows and like it's at the end of the series thing, and then his handlers bundle him into the back of a pickup truck and drive him to rehab. Like he doesn't Gee, remember that bad. It was that bad. Like not into the back seat, like Awful. into the into the back bed, so that people couldn't see him. Like cover him with a tarp. Yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful. Um, He's, it's um, really sad, and, and, and I, I kind of echo Stig's thing. Like Friends was a big comfort show for me. It was always kind of on in the background. Like I know it hasn't aged well, but there's, I, I've watched all the yeah. episodes through quite a lot of times. He's done more than Friends, though. You can't just hold him just up to oh, Friends, nice. can you? No, no, it, no. It, it, it wasn't as successful, but um, a lot of people have come out um, since he's passed away saying that they really appreciated him being honest, that like um, Alcoholics Anonymous and stuff like that. He, he yeah. went to a lot of... Um, Therapy sessions. So we and just spoke about his addiction. So, mm. oh yeah, yeah. He said yeah, he, in... he inspired a lot of people. So yeah, his memoirs came out Listen. in November last year, 2022, and I saw in an interview in June of this year. He said he'd been 100 sober for 18 months. I hadn't touched anything uh, like alcohol. Wow. So if that was the case, obviously it'd been 20 odd months. Um, his his autobiography is actually available on Spotify Premium. Um, which I might give it a listen to because it's narrated by him as well. So it's just his story told by him. Did he um, just a shame leave it's, a wife, it's... children behind or anything like that? No, I don't think he was married. I don't think so. But it, I just think it's a shame that it's taken this for me to actually realise to to listen to his story because I've seen some Sometimes ex- it does excerpts take... from it some... and yeah, it sounds yeah, quite I brutal. I mean, it, 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 his opening line of the book is basically, my name is Matthew and I should be dead. Like, hmm. Because he technically did die at one point. Mm. Yes, he did. we've all been there. One, one, That's what, awful. Bless him. One mm. thing. One thing that has been quite sweet is like the outpouring of love on like TikTok and on social media. And I've seen about five or six people repost like the scenes of him laughing and him having a good time on Friends. Yeah, there's a, there's a really great outtake. It, it, it's this kind of stupidly iconic scene, which probably shouldn't be that funny. It's where they're trying to carry a sofa up for up the stairs for Ross. Right. And Ross is constantly shouting, pivot, pivot, and they get it stuck. And it's such a silly scene, but there's a point where um, David Schwimmer, who plays Ross, shouts pivot in a really high voice. And uh, <laughs> they all break so hard. <laughs> and you see this most genuine joy in his face. And that was at a time when he was in a really rough spot with his addiction. Um, and it's just really nice to see that clip of him kind of just laughing uncontrollably in a carefree way. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's just it. Ah, it fucking sucks because, like I said, it's no age at all. Um, it just doesn't. That's, that. that's that's the big tragedy for me. I like again, I'm not I'm not his biggest fan. I've openly admitted that. Yeah. Uh, I would never badmouth someone after they died, but it's just it's just it's so young. It is, yeah. but it, it, I it's guess just it's... so young. Wait, and a man it's... that had a lot more to give in life. Clearly, yeah. It's it's unfortunately that thing where because of his addiction, because of all the kind of stress that he put his body through it was kind of inevitable that he would die younger um, you reckon yeah well, plus also, fuck the nana. well plus also jacuzzis are just really dangerous if you have any kind yes. of heart condition yes they are they tell you because, not to go in them don't they yeah well don't go in them alone yeah so you've got spotter basically yeah mm. and that's and that's a, that's the thing matthew perry lived alone <gasps> oh god that's really sad yeah that's even sadder mm. isn't it yeah He's oh, a poor bloke. I, I posted, I think it was like the final page of his book in our Discord, and it's... Did you? Quite a 
Sob- sobering, yeah, like read like just mm. that last paragraph, and there's just other stuff yeah, as well. That. He wrote in there, it's like he's talked about his like coming back to life, basically. And he's, and he's like, Would I rather smoke or breathe? Breathe, what a wonderful thing we all take for granted. Mm. Like, his whole book mm. is just about that, about this, and him overcoming his time with an, an addiction and stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a listen to. I think it's, um, especially, as I mean, it's, it's called it, from, it's, his, it's left- from him. Yeah, it's left a legacy which could save people's lives. This could this could really like I know it sounds horrible, but it could martyr it could be a martyrdom where it kickstarts people to think, God, I loved him when I were a kid. I love watching yeah. friends. I don't want to end up like that, so I'm gonna get better. So it sounds awful, but you're trying to you're trying to find light in these awful times. That could save someone's life that he's passed, if you get me. Mm. Hoping so. It's it's just fucking it sucks, man. Don't matter who yeah. it is. Don't matter if you're an absolute complete baddie or you, you were a, a nice bloke like he seemed to have been. Um, it just sucks. That is no age, man. That's no age. Yeah, younger been, than my mother. I've, I've been seeing like gadgets. I've been seeing all these friends t- um, clips coming up on TikTok, which has been nice and fun. I ain't seen anything in, about in this I've, shit I've, time. You know, I don't read the news, but this is. It's kind of shocked me, and I'm what I weren't a fan. I've literally just learned it as Biggie said it. That's just, that's that's. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. shit now. Yeah, but I think even though you only watch the one season of Friends, I'm sure you can probably agree that Chandler's the best character in it. He's got the I best. I can't remember. I liked time. Rachel. Well, humble Rachel Green. <laughs> yeah, she's <was> my <laughs> favorite. She's the best actor in it. But I didn't dislike. I didn't dislike him. I disliked the. Um, uh, Matt LeBlanc, I hated him. As the series went on, they but got now I've said that, roles, fucking hell, I might have killed him. Now nah. I feel bad. <laughs> I don't wish. I don't. I don't wish but death on anyone. Honestly, Chandler definitely had the uh, the best lines as it went on. But Certainly. some of his are corkers. Mm. Yeah, and it's a real, real shame. And he also played Benny in Fallout New Vegas. He, he did. did. He yeah. did. And he got. Was... And he got. And he got that job because he he asked his agent. When he found out they were making New Vegas, to he get to, he was to, a fan. to get him a role because he was a huge Fallout fan. Yeah, he was such a Fallout fan that he actually had to go and get injections in his hand because he was playing it so much that he fucked his hand up. Yeah, he was so <laughs> obsessed with playing it that it actually it gave him a problem with his hand, and he had to go get injections wow. to get his hands pain in his hand sorted out. I did like. I, That's I liked a man him I can the, admire. Yeah. I liked him in the whole nine yards. I know not everyone loves that. No, I don't like that. that. Whole ten yards. We don't talk about that. But whole nine yards. No, I've never seen that one. I've never seen that one. (laughs) But whole nine yards. He was. He was. That's how I knew him. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Uh, Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, apparently he's really good in the West Wing as well. But I've I've not watched it. He was. He he, he cropped up a couple of times in the West Wing. He's very good in that. He cropped up once in Scrubs, and he had a really good episode running that. So yeah, he's, the things he's put, uh, the, the series he did after Friends was called Studio Studio Ninety on the Sunset Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, and it was kind of um, it was a, a show about um, like a Saturday Night Live kind of program, um, and he was like the um, the producer of the program, and he was really good in that. A bit more of a drama role, but he was very good in that. He's a very good, he was a very good actor. He just. Did they, did they have a bit of a like like a Seinfeld thing where Seinfeld just that's that's where he got big from and that he never lived up to Seinfeld? That yeah, kind of thing. there's 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 kind of a little bit of a curse of the Friends actors like yeah, not yeah. Many, not many yeah. of them have done other things, but yeah, but by the end of it, they were being paid a million dollars each per episode. They so didn't, they didn't need, need to. to. No, didn't need to. Yeah, it's, it's Jennifer Aniston that's had the consistent career outside of Friends. God, she's great. She's so good. Mm. But yeah, um, 
Matthew Perry. Um, sad that. It is sad. Mm-hmm. Sad. Really sad. I'm sorry I can't be more. But you blindsided me with that one, mate. I didn't know. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know. That's Well, that we've sucks. got the weird world web, which might be. Yeah, cheers up. So um, this guy uh, trolls his TikTok haters by getting tattoos of them. In his mission to bully the bullies of the internet, his account has been banned a whopping 22 times. He's currently going as modern-day Angel, is an incredibly extra TikTok menace. The 27-year-old Tampa, Florida native has risen to notoriety through Spice's Hell retaliatory retaliatory, Retaliatory. to haters. What started out as a pretty typical TikTok account focusing on topics like his religious upbringing and being gay has turned into a non-stop roasting session for anyone brave enough to criticise him in the comments. He does things like this, <laughs> tattoos of his haters or their loved ones, even their babies, and is I known for that. his incredibly, in- incredibly intense, in-depth research into the personal lives of the commenta- uh, comment, comment, <laughs> oh my God. commenters. Personal lives of the commenters, which he used to lord personal catastrophes over them, dredging up things from manslaughter charges to bear attack. <laughs> Sometimes oh he marries the two approaches, like the time he found a restraining order against one of his haters issued by her ex and got it tatted on his back. More recently, he got a tattoo of a hater's dead dad with the Grim Reaper standing behind <laughs> oh, That's the one I saw. That's the one I saw as well. That's the one I saw, yeah. It's, it, it, it's a fucking great one because the, um, the, 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 the person who, who he was trolling, like he'd been giving him shit, so he goes on to goes on, he to, on to kill and himself. There's this, pic, this picture of of her dad, like in like the hospital with like the the kind of breathing stuff on all that, oh, and that's what he gets tattooed with a grim reaper just hugging him. Oh my god! <laughs> as as it's a procurer, as a procurer of terrible tattoos and a big fan of chaos, this guy is my kind of guy. Oh, the I'd funniest thing as well like is that. he doesn't spend much on his tattoos. They are done by Perfect. Like, neither do I. They oh, look they're so shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. The hand that's coming around for the Grim Reaper is like, it's, it's so bad. <sighs> I love a, people another... that don't take it too seriously. There's Sorry, a... Candy, I know it's your thing, but I love a shit tattoo so much. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, pr- he's prime cover-up target. There's another one he love did it. where it's obviously someone would be trolling him for being gay. So he's got them tattooed on his back with like, like a gay slogan underneath it and like kind of made, <laughs> made, made that person into like tried to make it them look like a gay icon on his back love it <laughs> i love it i love him and i'm gonna look look him up because i've never seen this that's fantastic oh, it, it, it's absolute chaos it's agent of chaos shit that's what yeah. i'm into man uh, if i had money i'd get the worst tattoos ever I'd just you have the worst tattoos ever you've got two on your couldn't, wrist couldn't do it no but i'd get even more it'd be ridiculous it'd be oh i'd have silver black on my back Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Just on my back. No regrets. So I just have so much. I hate when people... I'm sorry, Stig. Sorry, Candy. I hate when people take themselves too seriously like that. It's just against Mate, what I believe in. Have you I, seen Candy's tattoos? I've got no, these pretty bad These are ones. on me permanently. I don't want something yeah. that I'm going to look these at These are on and me think, permanently. Yeah, but I don't want to look at something and go, that looks shit. Like, I love it. Not, no. I fucking love it. Oodles, you need to get onto the uh, onto the shitty tattoo subreddit. It's fucking incredible. Now I'd win. <laughs> <laughs> hey, d- test it. Send me a picture. Send me a picture of any one of your tattoos, and I'll post it there. And you see should what see they think. some on me. Uh, oh, I've got one on my ass, mate. I'll show you that one. It's so fucking funny. It's just a carrot. I've got uh, a carrot on my uh, bum. I mean, buy me a drink <laughs> first, at least. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. What's up, Jack? 
<laughs> no, it doesn't even look like a carrot. It looks like a, it looks like a weird orange finger. <laughs> I mean, that's what carrots it, are. I haven't seen it in years because it's on my actually, ass. Actually, actually, I found one here which Stig will hate and love, um, which is the Zack Snyder's Justice League logo. I'd get so that. That's a shoulder. I'd get that, but I'd get it other way around so it looked wow. wrong. I'd make it wrong. <laughs> Can we all just take a moment Schneider to remember? Wrong. I actually have the modern escapism logo tattooed on me as well. That's <laughs> the shittiest of tattoos. The shittiest. Where? Where? Oh, got that? Oh, my ankle. We should, <laughs> we should all get that tattooed well. on us somewhere. Mate, I get it tattooed on my neck. On your fuck. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> get the spaceman helmet on your face. I would. I would. <laughs> modern escapism across your forehead. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's a shit wow. that's a shit little Kirby thing, that's isn't a cursed it? Kirby. I think it's quite cute. I like it. I'd have that. I'd have it next to my toast on my wrist. Wank. Oh, brilliant. Needed that. That's exactly the kind of content I'm into. Right. It's time for the uh the main chunk of the podcast. I know that was a bit of a chunk. <laughs> okay, I think that was the main chunk. We had a eulogy. We had a eulogy. Don't worry, by the time we've gotten here, I will have cut out a few things. Yeah, yeah. We had we had a nice eulogy and it needed to happen. So what's everyone been up to this week? Nothing's come out really, has it? Um Candy. Did it all last week. Well, as always, I'm on the bleeding edge of things that have been released, and I've been watching the first season of Designated Survivor, which was released in 2016. <laughs> that I told you to watch two years ago. That's the one, yeah. So uh, in yeah. case you need a refresher, it's a uh, political <laughs> drama starring Kiefer Sutherland. Um and the premise is that uh, during Congress, there's some one person chosen to be in a different location. So two people, kind of. Mm-hmm. That's a spoiler, though. It's not um, a spoiler. That's what they do in real life. Two people are the designated survivors. Is it a real thing? Yes. Yeah. Stupid. Well, the reason is different parts. Different parts. Different parts of Washington. Oh, from the opposing parties. One for yeah. the Republicans. One for whatever. You need a president and a vice president. As is represented in the show. This, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, sure enough, Congress is blown up and uh, Kiefer Sutherland what? is appointed president. <laughs> and that seems to be the absolute least of his problems. It all kind of spirals from there. <laughs> it really is the least of his problems. Who do you trust? All, you know, inside jobs, this, that and the other. Um, I didn't watch it the first time around. Because I did think the premise was stupid. Not my cup of tea. It's realistic. <laughs> it's based on truth. It's fucking not realistic in the fucking slightest. It's it's a real thing. No, no. The concept is a real thing. The plot line they give you is not realistic in the fucking oh, slightest. No, no, oh, no, come on. No, no, no. So I got hooked yeah, on it. And only the way like an American TV drama can hook people. Not because it's good necessarily, yeah. but you've got so many like scene cuts and everything. It just, it, you know, it kind of preys on your psychology. Yes. So have you, don't have you noticed you can predict and... when the you can predict when the episode's ending because the music starts ramping up. That's the word. Episode ended. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's loads of quick jump cuts. Things are being explained repeatedly for the more stupid in the audience, like myself. So <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Couple of gripes. Um, I think the season's too long. So I've binged this, and I'm on episode thirteen or fourteen of about. 15. Don't binge it too much. It's, it's it's ending very soon. Trust me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it just no, it ended. It, it, it's cancelled. It is. It's three. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> three yeah. and done, isn't it? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's a little bit long. Some of the uh, there's a little bit of pacing issues. Um, there's some storylines as well that are just kind of forgotten about. Like I don't know if it comes back to it because I haven't finished. But 
The son was a drug dealer. That never really got addressed. They just sort of the son that's in that's in um, thingy Cobra Kai. In, in Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a handsome devil. Um, he's a child. Whatever. <laughs> he doesn't look like it. It's fine. Um, oh, God. So, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> I'm getting the word. No. It's, it's different when it's my way round. We don't get in oh, trouble is for it? that kind of thing. Is it really? <laughs> Girls oh, can't be nonsense, God. can stop, they? Stop talking. Nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. Oh, yeah. We didn't get teachers like that when I were at school. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. It's very bingeable. It's completely daft. But, you know, Keith, Kiefer Sutherland makes a really kind of presidential president as well like they really lean on the fact that it's a yeah, head of state rather than just your normal politician Do you know my favorite scene and it's i think it's a bit at the end of season uh, episode one where they say um you're addressing the nation can you take your glasses off because it's not very presidential, not very presidential. and and, yeah. and keep someone's face is like I can't read. We have my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I, I don't know there's something about Kiefer Sutherland especially the older he gets he just He's, he's just more stoic and he's like, he's, he's morphed into his dad. Mm. Oh, he style. absolutely, yeah, he that, absolutely yeah. has. He's quite captivating to watch, to be fair. But, um, he's, he's the best thing in it and, and, and yeah. Maggie Q, because I could watch Maggie Q fucking absolutely. walking up a yeah, ladder yeah. any day. It's right. just reminded so me, actually, Keith Sutherland, a film that I've got to watch. I want to watch the Kim Mutiny Court Marshall with him Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. We just saw the trailer for watched. that. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Mm-mm. But yeah, that's yeah. been my week. Carry on I, with it, mate, because even though it got cancelled, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger cliffhanger. I was going to say, as long as I thing. know that it's kind of satisfying. No, like, I don't it, really know it's, where it's going to go after this season, to be quite honest. But it's, I, it goes I places, take it things me. get worse. They escalate. But, but there's, there's, I don't know if it's season two or season three. At one point, this is this just a down, uh, like five, five or six episodes where nothing really happens and it's just him living his life and having a yeah, good time. Uh, that's why happy episode. To be quite, oh, I don't want happy. I want drama. No, there is, honestly. Drama in my dramas. <laughs> <laughs> if I want his happiness, I, like I can... Bring, fucking drama then the zombies queen, turn up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait while the zombies come. Oof. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's a great show. It's, it's, it's proper, like, 24... Um, again, he's in that as well, isn't it? 24 <laughs> West Wing, you know, like American yeah. drama. Yeah, if, you're not, if you're not into your, your jangoistic stuff, don't bother. <laughs> it is, Ameri- is America fuck, yeah. Apart from the fact that he doesn't like launching missiles, does he? Well, I and, mean, yeah. He's, and the military uh, don't like him because he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Start launching missiles for fuck's sake. <laughs> Press the button. I, I would if I was a president. I was like, oh, what's this thing? I know you but, would. Oops. And that's why you're not. <laughs> is that what you've been doing? It's that's enough. I mean, that is enough. That's, that's enough. enough, yeah. Absolutely binged it. Gadget, you've been to Horror Town, haven't you? I have because uh, I've been playing Alan Wake 2, brand new game from Remedy, who are rapidly becoming one of my favorite developers. Because apart from Quantum Break, I don't think they've had a miss. Quantum Break's good. And no, Quantum Break's not bad. I'm saying it's, it's not, not great. It's not amazing. It tried no. something and it didn't nail it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Alan Wake 2 is a 2023 survival horror game developed by Remedy. And unfortunately published by Epic Games, which is the most annoying part of it. I had to install the Epic Games uh, launcher, which I didn't <laughs> Do you? Have, have. For the first, you can't I'll... get it on Steam. No, it's not on Steam. It's on Xbox oh. and PlayStation, but I wanted to play it on PC because I wanted all the fucking whiz bangs and wonderfulness of, the, of what the PC can do with oh, it. Of course, why not? 
Um, so this is a sequel 13 years in the making, because the original Alan Wake came out in 2010, when we were all Jesus so young. Right. Yeah. Fucking 24. <laughs> 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 um, so this kind of follows on from it, but it does address the fact that there is a 13-year gap in it. Alan himself has been missing for 13 years after the ending of the original Alan Wake. Um, this game's fucking phenomenal. It's really fucking good. So, the layout for the game has changed. It is not a direct... It, it, narratively, it's a direct sequel, but it's not a direct sequel in terms of the mechanics of it. Unlike in Alan Wake 1, where you play as the titular author, who's in a Stephen King kind of thing, but it's a Twin Peaks kind of thing. He's narrating the whole thing, isn't it? He's narrating the whole thing, and he's finding pages of his own manuscript, which are detailing what's going on in the world, and he's shooting up shadowy bastards. Um, this is this has a dual narrative. So you have Alan Wake himself as one part. He's a playable character in it. And then you also have a new character called Saga Anderson. Anderson. Who, uh, who is an FBI agent. Who is brought She's to Bright? She is a badass. She's brought to Bright Falls, which is the town that the original Alan Wake took in, uh, uh, took place in, to find out something about a weird, strange murder, a cultish, ritualistic murder, where the the victim's heart oh, like was pulled out pulled out of him, and a page of manuscript was left in its place. They definitely were a victim. Did you see the size of his knob? Tiny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's, there's nakedness and cocks immediately. He had such a small knob. I was like, oh. And he's like, to be fair, he, just interest. Cl- he, he had just climbed out of a lake. So? I've climbed it'd out be, of lakes before. It, it's set in Washington. It'll be cool. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Tiny knob. That's what we used to call um, footy dick. After a game of football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you were freezing. <laughs> I've got footy dick. <clears throat> so... The thing, the biggest thing about this is this is one of the most technically brilliant games I've ever played. It is fucking gorgeous. I don't know how it pulls it off me. I don't know how it pulls it off. Like, I'm playing it on PC. I'm not using ray tracing or anything like that because, like, my graphics card can handle it, but it, it, I want the frames. I want the 60 frames a second. Um, It is fucking beautiful. And just in terms of the rendering and the way the world is, but what Remedy, I mean, Remedy always had really great visuals. What they've exceeded at this time is facial animations. I don't Good know what it. they've done different to other uh, to other studios that capture facial animations, but they look human. There's no uncanny valley here. These look like real people speaking, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> um, Mr. Sam Lake himself appears in the game as so ugly. <laughs> as, dete- as FBI agent Alex Casey. Who, if you've played the original um, Alan Wake, you will remember Alex Casey was the name of the detective in Alan Wake's novels. That he wrote, yeah. So the worlds are all kind of blurring to, uh, to side to side. Um, the It's not as linear as the original Alan Wake was. The original Alan Wake, you kind of start at a point in the level, you work through, you do some combat, a couple of puzzles. It took me three hours to do the, the opening bit. Yeah, now you've kind of got more... When you're playing a saga, you've got more kind of There's open areas. There's puzzles and stuff in there. There's puzzles, but they're kind of open areas that you'll work your way around and kind of loop back to the start. Yeah. And in the Allen sections, they're more linear, but there is a really they're interesting. Like the there's a really interesting mechanic too, because Alan is stuck in this kind of weird dream world, yeah. and you are having to. The only way he can get out of it is to write his novel. 
So you are piecing together the story and you've got kind of a storyboard uh, to work with it. And you'll go to an area and he's like, okay, what's the connection with the murder? And then you'll go and you'll find like a bit of dialogue from someone else and you're like, ah, then that's this this cult going in. So then you put the cult into the storyboard and it changes the Make level. Make it simple. It's like he's changing a set and in a play. Yeah. The whole, the whole level adjusts to what you've chosen. And there's there's, there's always a right way because it like yeah. opens a door or it does. Yeah, but it's, it's these weird it's temporal spatial it's puzzles. It's instant. It's instant. Um, the performance of all the actors is fucking brilliant in this one. Um, the, the, there are because it was kind of confirmed in the DLC for Control, Remedies Universe is all one universe. So you have this moment where Alan is on a talk show, and he has Sam Lake next to him, who is playing the actor who plays Alex Casey in the film. And you get a clip of the film and you get Max Payne dialogue. Yeah. And I giggled like a fucking idiot at that because it was proper original Max Payne dialogue. There are so many kind of twists and turns and references to the other Remedy games, even to Quantum Break, which is kind of the redheaded stepchild of, of their franchise. Um, there's what uh, the main actor from Quantum Break is in it, Sean. What's yeah. his name? I can't remember his name. Emo um, played, uh, played Iceman. Iceman in X Men films. <laughs> Guy. Yeah, that fam- fam- famous actor. <laughs> yeah, that famous guy. I'm about four four hours into the film, into the film, into the game. The, the, the I'm game five hours in. Film. Uh, I am absolutely loving it. And what I'm loving actually as well is despite all the strange shit, despite all the weird meta-narrative, they've gone horror. It is a scary, creepy game. I had to turn it off at one point because it scared me. There are jump scares, there is gore. <laughs> There is weird, uncomfortable shit. It's like creeping dread through, especially in Al- in, the, in the Alan levels. Not the worst things is when you just walk in and it goes, bow, bow. the screen just fucking wobbles and changes and yeah. contorts. And I just shit my and I had to turn it off and play Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. I didn't have my light on in my living room, in my bedroom, and I was like, Ooh. I was like, no, no. It is genuinely scary. I think so, it's, yeah. it's, it's the scariest game I've played in a long time. They've made the combat better than the original game. Um, they've they fixed much. a lot of problems in the game. Th- there are some problems from the original game that are still there. Some of the dialogue is a little bit chunky and cheesy. This and is I- what I was about to jump on because, like, I, you said, you said the acting's incredible. No, the leads, the leads are incredible. Oh, the side characters. Everyone the- else is fucking horrendous. <laughs> and I, I know it's it's a deliberate it's a deliberate Twin Peaks homage because yeah. everyone else around Kyle MacLachlan and everyone else was shite. Yeah, but it bugs me because it's really bad. Do you know what I mean? Like that woman you meet in the diner. Oh, Rose. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's terrible. She's horrendous. Like, and I know it's deliberate. It is. These are. The, I can tell it's deliberate because I've played every Remedy game and they've done good dialogue since Max Payne. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know that this is, but it bugs me. I think. <laughs> I think. I think as well with how kind of twisty and complicated the stories. I think Sam Lake is kind of. This is the peak of his writing at the minute. I haven't fi- obviously I haven't finished the game, so I don't know how it pays off at the end. It's really good, especially especially the, the prose when you're reading stuff. Yeah, on, like, on, yeah, on, yeah. When you get on, the pages, on notes and text. logs. Yeah, it's really good. Like I would read an Alan Wake book. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, so, I would read one of his novels. When you're playing a saga, that plays a little bit more like the traditional Alan Wake in the respect that you're finding the manuscript. So she's piecing together Alan's story, whereas when you play mm. as Alan, he's writing the story. Yes. So what I'm hoping is by the time I come back to Saga next, that she'll then be finding the pages that he's written. So 
can I just jump in there? Because sure, I don't yeah. know how far you've got, but I've got into I've got to a point in the game where I can switch between Saga and Alan at any time. So I'm I'm not quite there. I'm currently working through the subway in New York. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So you're, you're very you're very close to that. But so I'm not going to spoil anything. But the one thing, and and it's so far I can't give it like a, a, an amazing score because I do not like Alan Wake's segments in this game. I don't I like, like them. them. Well, the one I'm playing, I really like. I don't like it. It's too much faffing. There's too much messing about with that lamp. Saga's bits are in amazing. And now, now I know I can play the rest of this game as her. That, that makes me happy because I'm like, I can ignore it. But I've got, eventually got to do Alan Wake's bits. But I, just, I don't know. I don't like how the baddies operating is. Like, basically, listener, these shadows, and some, sometimes the shadows are enemies. Sometimes they're not enemies. And yeah. you're wasting bullets and ammo on nothing. And in Saga's world, they're all physical. You can shoot them, and it's more like a Resident Evil. Yeah. It, 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 that's yes, what it, I don't like about it. I'm, yeah. I'm wasting resources for no reason, because yeah, there's did, no tell. The, no, there is a tell I've found. If you burn them with the torch... Um, yeah, but you're using torch batteries. Well, yeah, but you're not using ammo. And the, yeah, torch, know, the torch batteries are, are, are more um, prevalent than the ammo is. If, I, if, if they change, if they change the combat in his sections where there were physical enemies, not shadow enemies, I'd I'd love it. Yeah, I I'm really liking Alan's, Alan's section mostly because I really like the way the story is going in it. I also quite like that it's this kind of complicated exploration path. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I get I get your criticisms there. Uh, I her, don't her bits, Saga's bits are incredible. It's like True Detective. Yeah, it's it's amazing. The actress who plays Saga, and I don't have her name to hand, but she's fucking brilliant. She's uh, incredible. Every all the main ones are great. They're really good, and and the actual um, live action cutscenes are fantastically oh, yeah. acted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. Like the the a lot of the cutscenes are live action. So the yeah. the, the the like the, Quantum the... Break. Yeah. <laughs> but good. <laughs> but good. And without him from Game of Thrones. Littlefinger. It was great. Littlefinger. Yeah, he was the best thing in that game, actually. Um, yeah, he was. Like I say, I'm only four hours in. It could shit the bed beyond where I am, but I, I don't think I don't it's going to shit the bed. I don't um, think it's going to shit the bed. It, it's just, it's just, it's, it's that juxtaposition. I, it's, sometimes to me, the game doesn't know what it wants to be, and it's doing that for you. It's like, I, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I can switch I, at any time. The, the, the timeline goes with my character, and I can go back and play as Alan and do it all the way leading up to how far I've got with Saga and vice versa. And that's really clever because if you get bored of one, you can go to the other and have a yeah. different experience. I re- I really rate this game. I don't think it's game of the year. That's still uh, Baldur's no. Gate 3. But this is a really fucking high up top bar achievement. And even if you just play it just to see the fucking state of the graphics, my God, it's a pretty game. Stunning. Stunning. There's, there's, I've there's heard it's uh, good on the PS5 as well. Yeah, there's, mate, I'm I'm playing ray tracing mode. I'm playing 30 frames per second. It's stunning. There's a, there's, a, there's a moment right at the beginning of the second chapter. So maybe the second chapter or the th- beginning of the third chapter. Either way, you're you're standing at at the lake at sunrise, and you look yes. out over the mountains and like I'm playing it's like it a blood a- blood sun in it. Yeah, like at that moment, like I put on HDR and I turned on ray tracing just to get a screenshot. in it. Fucking unreal. And the fact they can do it on a PS5 and an Xbox Series X is just. Mm. Remedy, there's fucking there, gods at this. There was one scene near the beginning of the game. You, you, a lot of people have missed it because I've had a look online. Uh, there's the one bit where, when you're playing as, as as Alan in the in the, the dark place, 
you walk past the mirror and if you look in the mirror and, and the mirror's it, it's proper reflecting the mirror. Yeah. But if you walk away, he still stood at the mirror staring at you and I shit myself. Yeah, I absolutely shit myself. I'm like, what the fuck? Because that, that I could have not done that. That's I, I, what I like about Remedy. They don't they don't care about wasting stuff. You can, you can go I, off I, a beaten I, path and I got that one that. even even though I'm not using ray tracing because they obviously oh, you still saw it. They specifically animated that mirror. Oh right, that makes sense. That's that makes not sense. that's yeah. not a ray tracing one, but yeah, I, I had that right. as well. And it's 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 a good creepy moment. Shit me sen. <laughs> <laughs> I who just stood there. <laughs> if you like horror games, I would really recommend Alan Wake 2. Candy, you'll fucking hate it. It's very scary. <laughs> yeah, don't don't it. play it with headphones in like I did because I got whispered into oh, I got yeah, whispered yeah. in and I shit myself. The, the, the amount of times when you go into the subway and all you hear is Alan. <laughs> 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 Awful. So yeah, that, Awful. That, that, but it's, that, it is great. I'm looking forward to getting my teeth sunk into it because it's bigger than a game that I'm going to talk about next. A lot bigger. Um, Spider Man Two. Are you going to jump in with me, dear Stig? Yeah. Spider Man's Two. Spider Man's. Yeah. Um, finished Spider-Man's um, in three days. Platinum, you baby, you baby. Not rushed. I, you can't rush it. It's platinum. You've got to do everything, haven't you? You've got to do everything. Three days. It's just, it's just built different. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to bury the lead. I think this is fucking phenomenal. I, 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 some people have been down on this game. It took me three days to beat it and platinum it. And not once did I think, God, that's too short. I thought this this was a perfect length. I was ready for it to end when it ended. It's now gone up there as my favourite Spider-Man story by far. I think it's exceptional. That's the story anyway. The gameplay, I mean, Stig could probably touch more onto that because he's, 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 he's done more gameplay than I have, clearly, because he's still playing it. <laughs> no, I just but, yeah, I, I jump in slow. I take things slow, mate. I take things slow. I did, I did. Like it took me making. 17 hours to platinum it, I think it did. Um, which is, is fine, isn't it? That's, that's nice and nice meaty game. Um, I just, I don't think there's any chaff or wastage in this game. That's why I think it's short. It's not wasting your time, ever. Yeah, there's no, so far, none of the side missions feel too pointless. No, because you get I something mean, for is, it, don't you? Yeah, there is some stuff there, that, but... Um, I don't think that it's doing anything better that I don't know because it, it it's very much Spider Man one and Mars Morales like I think it's better than both. Yeah, it is better. I th- I'm finding it better, but I don't think that it's evolved it so much that it's kind of made it too different. I think the it stru- does some the, shit stru- that... the structure of it is kind of. The, the same, same yeah, and the swinging around yeah. sim, and obviously adds in the in the the gliding now, which is fun, and the combat mm. is much. Actually, the combat is better because I think in the original Spider Man, if you want to change between certain punt, like certain uh, spe- special moves and buttons. gadgets, you had to like hold a button down, select it, yeah, and choose it. Whereas this one gives you the option to hold a button and press, uh, yeah, circle, triangle, X or square to like to do that move, which is much better. It's fluid, isn't it? Yeah, and and I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it like 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 Batman uh, Arkham Asylum started. It's that it's that um, stretchy combat where you're always glued to somebody, but it works perfectly in the Spider Man's world because that's what he's like anyway. Mm. And again, it is very. I didn't realize that until I was about halfway through it. 
how different it is playing as Miles than it is to Peter. I, I, prefer, they, they, I prefer Miles so much more than Peter. I don't know. I, by the end, I was main, I was maining as Peter because I, I prefer his his specials later on in the story. I'm not spoil anything, but he gets some really good powers because at first Miles is way overpowered. He's got invisibility and everything, and electric powers, and Peter's Peter. But it, it gets it gets really good, and it get it, it really it's got some really good moments, some downtime moments that I didn't expect. Yeah, like the, going to the school and stuff like that, and and. There's a science bit and there's fairgrounds and stuff that you get to play around in and do loads of weird mini games and stuff. And it's good. None of it feels like I'm wasting my time. And, and that's what I'm saying. I'm people are saying, oh, it needs to be 40 hours long. Again, yes, I did platinum it in 17 hours, but I just felt it was perfectly paced completely from start to finish. I was extremely satisfied. And I got all that platinum without really thinking about it. Yeah, I, I genuinely like, oh, think this oh, might be my first platinum because I've looked at the yeah. achievements list. And I didn't even think about it. Most of them, it is basically storyline or yeah. storyline unlock your suits or do There's the side missions. There's a few skill based ones. There's a few skill, but but that I'd already done before I'd even checked them. Yeah, yeah, I they were kind of. Just, they seem like the kind of ones where you just you're doing a fight and all of a sudden yeah. it pops up. Say you've done this yeah. fifty times. Oh, oh, have I? Cool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, the story, the, the, how it ends, everything about it is just stunning. And, and you, you, you're unlocking stuff constantly. And it's drip feeding stuff into you. And you're never overwhelmed ever. And the fucking SSD stuff that this game does, how it can instantly change locale without a load. You can, you can when you fast travel, when you start unlocking fast travel, it's instant. I don't know how it manages that. You played I don't, I, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. No, no. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think, I think, that... I think, I think Kurt lent me it. Yeah, I did love that. that. Has moments where oh, it's, it's the same guys as well. Yeah, it's the same team. So it's that oh, has moments that makes where, a lot of sense. where you kind of shift between like areas and you instantly, instantly you go through portals and it instantly changes the yes the stuff. And I love that. that about that. That makes sense now. That's what this does remind me of. That oh fucking hell, it just lost me. But yeah, I just I think it's an it's an incredible achievement and people are ragging on it. Just because of its length, I mean, pff, fuck you. I think it's perfect. I genuinely, a few bugs. I, I will give it a ten out of ten. There's a few bugs I haven't yeah, experienced. Spider-Man. It's an arachnid. He even says that in the game when someone calls him a bug. Someone calls him a bug. He goes, "It's arachnid." Um, <laughs> no, there was a few bugs on the first weekend of launch, which they have ironed out now. Was there? Yeah, I didn't get it on the first weekend. There was one where if you change to a certain suit, it turns Spider-Man into a cube. Like literally just a white, <laughs> just a I white cube. <laughs> I saw that. That was great. And I had a couple on the opening weekend where, when it's taking you through that first few missions of, you know, tutorials. Yes. It kept freezing on me, and oh. at the start of the tutorial, and it took about thirty seconds before I could even move or anyone moved. So, oh, and well, there's a bit. Of, I didn't see any of that because there's I'm a only, bit of clipping here and there and everywhere where you're like you put your fist literally through someone's face, but. That's all kind of, I think, being ironed out in the patches. So if you're going to get it Must now, then it's not really an issue. I genuinely think it's flawless. I'd give it a 10 out of 10 because I'm just, like like Biggie said it perfect. I was, I'm completely satisfied. I'm satiated. I feel like it was worth the money I paid for it. Yeah, I didn't pay full whack. That is a disclaimer. I did not pay 70 quid for it because I wouldn't. But I don't know. I just, you know, when you get that sense of accomplishment, like you used to get when you, 
when you just sit and play games in your bedroom and that's basically what I do anyway but that little <laughs> that little I don't know you know when credits and when credits run and then you get to free run a bit and then a, a, 10 seconds later I've got a platinum pop up I went whoa I didn't even know it do you know what I mean I weren't even chasing it and I just were like you've done it you've you've made you've made that perfect for me it was just I don't know I, I absolutely I think it's better than Arkham Knight Arkham is it, City is it an easy platinum is it well, I didn't even know I was doing it, mate. Yeah, I think I'll be I'll be able to platinum this. That means that it's definitely. I an didn't easy platinum. know I was platinum it, and then, then did it. <laughs> I, I genuinely I mean, the think it's the original one was I... easy enough to do, apart from the little challenges. But again, it was quite an easy platinum. I the challenges in this yet. are fun. I love doing them, and you got new mm. costumes for doing yeah, them. Yeah, the and, challenges. And, there was a lot of challenges in that first game. Where I was just like, this is fucking boring. Yeah, like chasing wave pigeons after wave after wave, chasing pigeons. But do I was going to say they've still got those chasing pigeons ones. Yeah, no. That was a terrible that. Was fucking side quest. And also there's one where you had to like power up Harry's fucking boxes around the city or something like that. Yeah. yeah that there's, dull, there's a good one on dull. this where you get to control drone bees and shoot other bees. That's a good one. Mint. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> I don't know. I felt <laughs> a bit like, why am I doing this on when I did that? I like it's a little bit fun, of insecticide with my gaming. There's a, there, you can ride bikes as well. Push oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a bit where you ride a push bike. <laughs> I just, I just thought, and the world, like all you get, you get, you get um, Astoria and Queens and and all that, uh, Brooklyn, which you didn't get on the last one. You were just in the the Middle Island, weren't you? Staten Island, yeah. But you've got, you've got all that. Manhattan, sorry, yeah. And 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 you get so much more, and there's like woods and forests. Do you know what I mean? There's more to it, and I just, I don't know. I just fucking adored it. I think it's the best superhero game I've ever played, and you can Genuinely. swim. And glide across the water, whereas like in the Spider Man, oh, yeah. you fell in the water, you just kind of webbed, yeah, webbed can, out, didn't you? It can tread water now. Whereas this, you can <laughs> actually swim, or you can use your speed to kind of skip across, and your webs yeah. to skip across the water, which like is kind of cool. And like, say so you've got your glide, with, and there's like wind kind of tunnels that you can go through to kind of yeah. keep your glide going. Um, I I think it's sensational. the world is a lot more. People have said, oh, I've seen people going, oh, there's like there's no difference. I was like, if you put Spider Man one against this one, there is about six or seven times more people and cars. That city is way more alive than the, it was in the first one. How much have you spent on the ground? Because I was walking through Greenwich Village today and people going, Spidey, Spidey. I'm, I'm clapping their hands, I'm slapping people See, on I, the back I, and slapping their asses and doing all that. I, I, um, I think that it doesn't do enough of that. I think that... Oh, we're doing it low. I know, but I think for the amount that Spider-Man is around and if he drops in front of you, there's a lot of times where people just don't react and you're like, if you <laughs> if Spider-Man dropped in front of you out of nowhere, you would react, wouldn't you? Even if it was there just... There is a few react. times Whoa, in this game, in the, people just in carry the story. On and they're just like... In the story, when, when Spider-Man turns up in people's houses and they go, oh, hi, Spider-Man. Like, what, what the fuck has come through your house? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did notice that. Yeah, there is a bit of that, but... I don't. I really like um, Harry Osborn uh, character in this. I think he's he's fucking brilliant. He's no uh, James Franco. He's way better. I, d- I just I don't know. There's something about it, and I just found it. I just found it fucking lovely. You know when a game's lovely. Yeah. This is lovely. It's not. Com- it, it's not complicated. Uh, like, uh, like yeah. Or, just fun. Or yeah. Or doesn't piss you off. There isn't any point where I'm trying no. to fight or swing somewhere and go fucking getting annoyed. Like it's just yeah, it's fluid, it's fun. Um I'm only about probably eight hours in. So Oh you nearly end then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, you're not, you know. I thought that at first. I was like, fucking hell, I'm ten hours in. 
But then I was 10 hours in and I'd not done any at story. I think the mainline story is short. That's the thing. I want to do the and side stuff because I don't... Yeah, do it. I did that in Spider-Man 1. I do the side stuff and then, and then, I, the, then I'll jump yeah. into the main mission every now and again. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I just I just really... I know people rag on it and people go, it's fucking better than Batman Arkham City. Yeah, it is, in my opinion. I think it's the best superhero game I've ever played. Loved it. Absolute banger. Whew, got that off my chest. Diggy, you got any more, mate? Yeah, a couple of things. Um... I'm four episodes now into Loki season two, so I could probably talk about that a bit more. Um, I don't oh. know if you've watched any of it yet. No. <laughs> no. Um, so it kind of keeps up that same feel and aesthetic and uh, charisma between the two leads as you got in the first series. So you kind of got all that. Every, all the characters are still mint. Um, story. They still feel a bit Wes Anderson-y. Yeah, it's still got that feel to the TVA, like that Wes Anderson kind of yeah. bureau bureaucracy kind of yeah weird That's cool. look um it does feel a bit now though a lot more self-contained tv is meant to be kind of this huge world in itself yeah uh it feels very compact like we only stick around these few rooms few offices and in- interact with these few people and it just doesn't feel as as a world it doesn't feel as expand expanded on as the first series is i that, thought is that possibly because it's a covid production I had no idea. Um, I mean, we 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 saw we saw the wider world at near nearer the end of last season, didn't we? That like the TVA is a big grand world, yeah. but I think what Stig's saying is they've just not elaborated on that. No, they haven't. They've kind of kept it. Uh, it's very corridor esque, like, uh, and everyone seems to run yeah. into each other as and when they need to for plot devices. The the the, the, the ten people that work there. <laughs> yeah, it very much feels like not a lot of people work there, considering it's meant to be this kind of <laughs> huge world. Um, but it, it's kind of following on from season one. Um, spoiler alert for season one. I'm going to go into it now. After obviously he who remains is dispatched, it kind yeah, of yes. goes into what, what's happening with. At the end of that season, Loki goes back to the TVA and all of a sudden there's a huge statue of Kang there and uh, Mo- like a different timeline, Mobius isn't it? doesn't know who he is. And that's how yeah. that ends. And it, it picks up exactly from that point there and we get a bit more explanation into what's going on. It's very simple kind of explanation, really. Um, it's not as... Oh. It isn't as satisfying as I wanted it to be, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's very much kind of covered within the first episode and done with, and then the, all right, really, yeah, <laughs> forget that. <laughs> and then other stuff starts happening, there's more branches start to kind of come off, and it's causing all yeah, kinds of we saw that at the end of the last one, didn't we? Havoc the, the in the TVA, it's causing the, yeah. the time loom to kind of fall in on itself. And oh. to save this, they need to get uh, a Kang variant. So, Victor Timely is. The Kang variant in Fuck this. Fuck off! Victor Timely's in it. Yeah. So the Kang variant in this is Victor Timely, and that's kind of where I'm up to at the moment. We've got to, we've just got to end the f- episode four. Um, it's kind of fun. In a, it, it does this kind of thing because the episode where he's introduced goes to this kind of like, like Vaud villain style. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it. That's Victor Timely, and he in in the comics it might be different. In the comics, he got told to make the TVA yes. from Kang in the future. Uh, that's kind of what happens here. Not to oh, get right. too much spoilers, <laughs> but... That's... So they managed Sorry. To side, have they managed to sidestep Jonathan Majors then, have they? No, oh, no he's still in it, he? filmed, he filmed it all. all that. He filmed it all. Oh, okay. 
Um, <laughs> they might change his face at last episode. <laughs> Whatever happens with that, um, don't know. It, it, it's it's it, to me, it's an easy workaround in that apparently the Kangs and the variants we've seen so far aren't they can look superior different. ultimate Kang. So you could just yeah. literally have him go, I based on my variants on someone who didn't look like me, so no one could figure out yeah. I was me. And I've just, Quite easy. Yeah, and I've just changed. Oh, they could just recast it and not act, and act like nothing, you know. And never acknowledge it. it. Yeah. yeah. But variants, variants, and the fact that we've seen in Loki season one that not all variants, and with Sylvie, not all variants look, yeah, look like the actual character. So, yeah, we you could get around that easily it's not a really. It's not a big easy. It's not a big problem. No, it isn't really. Uh, but not yeah, it, it kind of has this fun <laughs> fe- feel in that episode where there's kind of like this jaunty music playing. Victor Time is this kind of con man uh, doing things like that, is and it? And, it, and it's Loki and Sylvie, and Mobius, and uh, Rensselaer all kind of trying to track him down. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. It is. Does he have a stutter like he does in the book? Yes. Good. Um, <laughs> Good. But it is confusing as fuck. <laughs> Why? Because this last episode, I'm like, I kind of get what's going on. I'm not really sure because there's a lot of science and made up pseudoscience thrown in there, and it's like. Timey wimey. Yeah, it, does it make sense? I don't know. The, the end of episode four, you're kind of like, what the fuck is going to happen now? And to be fair, season one of Loki was like that. Like it, re- it really, oh, it's benefited it really though. It really benefited for me and people. We watched Loki season one after it all been aired, so we watched, we binged it. So yeah. when it got yeah, into the pseudo sciencey stuff, we could get to the next episode. To watch it weekly, didn't we, pal? Yeah. Um. Oh, that, those, those were fun days when we were guessing what was going to happen in the next episode. It <laughs> I love doing it wasn't, that. It wasn't what we guessed. Every time it's like, here's a prediction. Didn't happen. Never happened. Predictions <laughs> were good, though. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ki Kwan is great as Obi. Um, he, he just, or a Boris. Yeah, he just fits in with that kind of feel and that world. And I, I was watching him in this last episode, and I said to Kate, I was like, how the fuck did this man get no work for the last 20 years? Yeah. Racism. I, I like yeah. him. I, I think yeah, racist. Yeah, <laughs> but he was great. He's great. He just fits naturally in within the TVA world. Like that character just works. Yeah, uh, is it? Uh, Ouroboros was a woman, but I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm not going to be angry. Um, but it's not my cool. Ouroboros. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> cool. It's cool that they've, they've, they've actually brought. Is it like Victor Timely? They're bringing like really like deep cuts into I mean they had a layoff on last fucking season I'm like what the fuck never thought I'd see that in my lifetime yeah but it's great I, I get people's complaints I generally I've re- read people's complaints they just think it's kind of a just made up bollocks and it doesn't seem to have much consequence with what's it's going on it's based on fucking stuff that's it, been written down yeah, 40 years in the, ago in the overarching MCU but I think it does actually if you kind of look into it and where you think it's going to go it's it is going to yeah. fuck the MCU up, I think. I'm excited to get into it. I'm going to probably start watching some tonight, actually. I genuinely, actually, there's only two episodes left. Maybe wait and just binge it all. That's what could we're do, couldn't do, couldn't I? Just wait two weeks. Could do. Wait two weeks and you, and you can watch it all in one go. Yeah, man. And then the other... I like Tom Hiddleston, anyway. Yeah, I mean, him and him and Mobius in this, just... Yeah. Oh, just him and Tom Hiddleston and uh, Owen Wilson in this just bounce each other so well. They're just so yeah. good. The, the moments, was, especially when, like, when they're kind of jumping around uh, from place to place or doing like kind of chasing is great. Or just the moments when they're just sat down chatting, they just bounce off each and other And how, so how Mobius well. never seems phased. 
Oh, yeah. He's just he, enjoy, enjoying himself. There is literally a point where he just goes, all right, time for pie. <laughs> he, just, he just wants to eat. He just want, he, Because the, there is no kind of time in the TV, is yeah, there? Yeah, to him, it's, 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 it's yeah. forever, isn't it? So oh, he just wants up. a piece of pie. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, the other thing I watched this week wasn't great. It's Saw X. Saw X, so 10. Saw 10, the 10th Saw film in the franchise. I've only, I've, I've only seen the first one. Uh, I have seen them all. This is the Am I the a bit tenth. behind? Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> just, a, just a touch. Usually. This one is a prequel, Saw 1. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> They've right. reached that point of the franchise. Why did they call it Saw Zero, then? Because it's X, number 10, isn't it? It's... Mm, okay. But at least in this one, they didn't have... Um, What's his name? Tobin uh, Bell put on like a cap backwards to make him look younger. That's how the, that's basically in, in other Saw films where they did flashbacks. It's like, how do we Maybe make you him... were old in Latin first? Yeah, it's like, how do we make him more, like, it's meant to be set like 10 years before this in this flashback. Let's just put a cap on him. So it's... <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, so, so. X, um, hoping for a miracle cure, John Kramer travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. And with this newfound purpose, the infamous serial killer uses deranged and uh, ingenious traps to turn the tables on the con artists. That's it. What can turn a man to do that to somebody? That is it. And then what we get is a series of just self-surgery and kind of traps and torture porn. And that's it. And there's some reason... Do this... they still have that little guy on a bike? Yeah. This is Why? ranked as the... the <laughs> this is the most... The best ranked Saw film on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm racking my brains to think, why? Because oh, the Jesus. first two... Oh. 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because the first two are much better than this. This is. I like the first one. Well, the first one it was has a twist. Like, an amazing twist. And even the second one has like a really good twist. But Does it? Yeah, if you watch it and you listen closely, you might get it. Oh, right. But that's a good twist then, isn't it? Yeah. If you listen but if, and you're watching it. But if you don't, it all explains it at the end. You're like, fucking hell. Like, it's all there mm. under your nose the whole time. And then the rest you just... didn't like Saw X. And then the rest just kind of turned into what trap and what fucking torture we can put in and make... This... Did you ever do a mouse trap or like that? <laughs> do you get the Man cheese? diving into or a do you escape? But I just, it just becomes so much, so unbelievable looking at this old man and all these, how he's had time to make these contractions up and put all this together. And I don't get the fascination with me, uh, these kind of films where I, people are just getting mauled. But there's no peril because. Can you explain yourself? I don't no, know. I've only seen one. There's, there's, oh, there's no peril oh. because it's a prequel. So we know that. But you know, he doesn't so we know die. he doesn't die. So the, there's. And, we know that he clearly gets away with this, whatever he's doing. And, the, and yeah. but the film, just that cardinal sin of trying to give the killer a redemption arc and trying to oh, make him out like there it is. by the end of the film, they try to make him out like the hero because the person he's killing is worse than him. Nah, right. fuck that. Yeah, and I'm you've just got, like, you've got a horror villain, keep him a fucking. Villain. Yeah, I'm not in this for that. Like, the whole point of Saw has always been he he is doing these things to horrible people and I'm, and making them pay and have some kind of redemption. Um, you know, will you, will you save your own life, a pound of your own flesh kind of thing, will save your own life and for redemption. But this one just really paints him as, oh, like we're on 
fucking jigsaw side here. It's like, this guy's fucking torturing these people. Like, yeah, they did, they, they, like... they did a shit thing to him, and they're scammers, and they're horrible people, but he's literally stood there watching them, like, fucking, kick, like, disfigure themselves. They're still, they're, they're still constantly have like, big stars in it. Cause, like, first of all, Carrie Elwes and Danny Glover in it. Oh, no, no. You know what I mean? Big people. No, it's full of... As it just... Full of nobodies that are getting chopped up. Full of nobodies, yeah. <laughs> it's a... Was it Shawnee Smith in this one, isn't it? I'm surprised, I'm surprised you've never seen two or three, Candy. I know, I need... To, I actually wouldn't mind. I'll go back and see the first three, I think, but... I just they don't like torture. They all have, like, like, a good um, link up to... I think up to Saw 6. They actually... <laughs> the fact that there's ten of them makes me a bit sick. They actually have this kind of... <laughs> interesting link but the films just aren't good it's just not my yeah. brand of horror out. like it was the same with Hostel it, I don't like torture but like I don't think it's scary that's what I it came out when the Hostel came out and everyone was like who wants to see someone getting chopped up not me she saw one was just so simple and had, has this great mm. twist which I generally didn't see coming no one in the cinema no, when I, I saw it saw it coming it great. intake of breath and everyone was like fuck and even Saw yeah. 2 like I said does that but now it is literally there is no twist there is just touch palm. what what can we do? What can we make people sit through? Like, what can we get away with on screen? Oh, I, I have no idea never how mind. this is a the ranked the best one. It is not the worst one. It's probably the fourth best one, but it's the fourth best one in a film franchise full of two star films. Apart from two, I love of your them. commitment to watching them all. I, I just watched it. them over the years. The first one came out in two thousand and four, so it's like it's just a process of. 20 years nearly and I'm just like yeah okay Why? I'll watch the next one I've seen the others <laughs> just saying we had I a win can't do it to myself. also remember it to what I've said about my wife and horror films yeah there is that I bet she's like the best one I loved it Stuart no half the it. time she says the shit and I'm like why are you make me watch them then <laughs> <laughs> she just likes to feel she wants to feel if you don't like watch them you're going to be in one of them traps mate she needs to watch one of my oh, films that's what, was, that's what I'm saying Get to watch Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, good luck with that. Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> watch that Wilson. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I got I got, I got lined up earlier that uh, Biggie's got nothing this week. That's why I let everyone go on a little bit longer. You got nothing, have yeah. you, mate? No, just very quickly. I've been playing Cyberpunk, and I never thought I'd say Excellent. it. Excellent. Right then, it. let's I'm not putting <laughs> Cyberpunk in the pod out again. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not no. doing it. But it I, I am great, enjoying though, it. It's... it. It's one of those games at the minute that I'm I'm thinking about. Wanting to play it when I'm not, when you, it's got its hooks into me. So I'm yeah, yeah, totally yeah. yeah that, that's 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 how they get you, mate. That's how them buggers get you. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Are you going to get Fanny Libs? I've got it. Oh, good man, good man. That's the yeah. way. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, have our listeners been doing anything? Yeah, Just a quick one, actually. Um, yeah, we've got some. Bit... Oh, go on. Have you have you played Ragnarok yet? <laughs> what was the feedback? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, relinquish, that hammer. Don't worry. relinquish that thoughts hammer behind you. Uh, <laughs> yes, if I hold my hand out, it'll come to me because I've fucking platinum. <laughs> you are worthy after all. Um, yeah, we've had some listener feedback, so I'm going to start with Planty. Uh, he said, Planty. "Hello, help! Don't do that, man." He said, "Hello, pals. <laughs> Wasn't that a good news song? A bit pitchy, but I appreciate Biggie made some fucking effort this week." Ooh. Oh wow! Wow. All right. 
claws. As of the time of your recording, I've just hit Act Three and eighty-five hours of the of the forty-hour game that is Baldur's Gate Three. So have I. <laughs> Fucking clowns! It had to be clowns. I just I hated that. I've also just spent twenty minutes making Shadowheart climb up and down a ladder so I can hear her grunting and groaning. I'm so fucking single if Rachel ever finds out. <laughs> She's my bae. Spe- oh, shit. Oh, I didn't go for her. I went for squid. Sorry, spoiler alert. Speaking of her indoors, well. Rachel, not Shadowheart, we both, quote-unquote, enjoyed the Colleen Rooney, Wagatha Christie thing on Disney+. Plus. It's the fuck is that? Let <laughs> <laughs> me cough that. It's not three hours <laughs> worth of programming, but there's a good eighty-minute documentary in there, and I'm l- learning about Colleen's family, and I've warmed to her no end. I seen Wayne Rooney's wife. How do you Rooney's not know wife. about this? She's done an Agatha Christie. No, no, film. no, no. So the Agatha Christie thing was she. <laughs> How do you not know about this? Right. She <laughs> she was suspected that one that one of her <laughs> like, like murder on the Orient Express. No. She she had her public Instagram, and then she also had like a private Instagram for her and her friends. And stuff that she was posting on her private Instagram kept getting ending up in the sun. What? So she kind of started limiting who could see the posts until like one of the stories that she put on there got posted in the sun. And then she So she found out that one of her mates were a grass. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was Jamie Vardy's wife. She is Agatha Christie. It was who? Jamie Vardy. It was Rebecca Vardy. Oh, chat shit get banged. So, but it ended up in a fucking court case because uh, Rebecca Vardy said that this is like defamatory and it went through yeah, a whole fucking that. court process. I remember you that. Know? I just didn't realise. I thought you said Agatha Christie. I'm like, no, oh my God, Colleen Rooney's going to act. Wagatha wives- <laughs> That's even better. The wives and girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, wow. The best thing about all that was like... just actress or something. So Ooh. she posted all that thing and then it was just like, this has been happening, this has been happening. I found out who it is. It's like, it's dot, 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 Rebecca Vardy. And then the whole internet was just like, wow, this is amazing. And then well, in the wow. court case, they were like, oh, um, we need to see your phone. We want, And Rebecca Vardy was like, oh, I dropped my phone over the edge of a boat. <laughs> like something like that. She just, she just conveniently sure. lost that phone, yeah. I swallowed my SIM card by accident. Yeah, mm. that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, go, uh, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more interested now. Planty goes on to say, also on Disney Plus is Appendage, a film that starts like Basket Case and ends like Body Snatchers without ever reaching the heights of either of those classics. I'm oh, sure shame. it resonated more with people young enough to be my kids. Yeah. That sounds like a candy film. I remember film. Basket Case. A basket Case is so uh, good. Appendage. He's done a lot, actually. He says, uh, Zombieland was a revisit as it's our current episode voted by the patrons who pay considerably less than yours for massively worse content it's and a great film it's a good film don't watch Zombieland Double Tap no it's terrible it's fucking awful didn't need to happen uh, and then he finishes off with Saw X shit X more like it plot holes <laughs> big enough for a little clown to, to drive a little tricycle through and a lot of <laughs> yellow filters to make us think it's filmed in Mexico and not Canada eh Oh, how do they do that? That sepia tone. Yeah. We must be in Mexico. Look at the dust in there. <laughs> we must be in Mexico. Everything's yellow. <laughs> I've been to Mexico. There wasn't yellow anywhere. No. Funny it's that. beautiful. Burrito for breakfast? Sure. I don't we get must be that. Actually, I would like I a burrito for breakfast. I don't get that cinema, like, cinematography <laughs> choice of once yeah, you no. going to South America. South of the border. Everything's yellow. yellow. <laughs> like, like, I've been to Mexico. It doesn't look like that. It's blue, it's gorgeous. 
I love that fucking even Sicario did it. Like when yeah, they're, I did. It when did. they're in Texas, yeah. it's just like a normal color filter. And yeah. then as soon as they go over the border into Mexico, hey, it just goes look fucking yellow. Look at all them, them, them army films, Jarhead and American Sniper and stuff. Look how yellow Iraq is. <laughs> telling you. They must know by now that this is a trope that everyone takes the piss out of them for. Yeah, so it's not politics. Absolute ballot. It's worse than the fucking Wilhelm screen. I was about um, to mention that. <laughs> Uh, King Hagrid has said, for feedback this week, I played a little game called Unpacking. It's great. You basically unpack someone's ha- uh, someone's boxes as they move houses. Mm. There is sort of a wholesome story that you figure out as you unpack different homes. There's some D&D books and dice, and I enjoy trying to guess the games and Blu-ray covers, and the trophies are fun to figure out. It is, it's a good it's a puzzle game where you, it, it's reorganizing basically it's, it, it follows this lady going through her life and steps in her life like losing relationships and finding people but all you're doing is putting stuff in the right place all the yeah. way through it and it, it's genuinely really good it's like, I a, zen, it. I it's like a zen game isn't it yeah yeah I've got, but it, I've, I've got it on my steam deck to play I just haven't got around to it's it it's really good and the music's great and everything I, I really enjoyed it it's not very long but then again what is nowadays and it's not a bad thing because it's not very long no. Gamers. Xenos <laughs> uh, has said, for this week's feedback, you may remember me mentioning Inkbound in an episode back in the summer. Nope. You don't, rem- you don't remember yesterday, Oodles. <laughs> Ink- Inkbound is a, a turn-based uh, tactical roguelike from the creators of Monster Train. I know Monster Train. Yeah. Okay. It's basically their next game. It's in early access on PC at the minute. Cool. Uh, they've just dropped a major update. Two new classes have been added. The Chainbreaker, best summarised as a punch wizard, who can do everyone's favourite activity of hitting an enemy with another enemy. And the Godkeeper, nice. functionally a spear-wielding paladin, which can smite enemies and is the first bleed specialist on the roster. This is the big. Ooh. This is the one that you'll enjoy, Oodles. Also, they've removed the cash shop. Perfect. Ten the, out two, of ten. the first two battle passes have been moved <laughs> to the Steam Store and become supporter packs, which give you all the cosmetics on them immediately. And everything in game, everything in game, is now unlockable for free. The existing shop That's now uses uh, an in-game currency called Vault Dust, which is obtained by leveling future free pa- battle passes. That's how you do it, guys. Yeah. That is how you do it. They also did a total overhaul of the equipment system, and every item on the drop list is now part of one or more sets with all with different bonuses. Some are fairly straightforward. Striker and Enchanted sets boost your physical and magic damage, more for each piece up to five. And some are mm-hmm. a bit more esoteric, like the Mythos set, which gives you a free legendary item for every second battle if you can get six pieces of it equipped. And the Shadow set, which causes you to take damage every turn but gives you up to a 500% damage bonus to all your all your attacks. Fucking hell. I'm looking at what he's posted here. It, it looks, looks good. Like, yeah, it looks like a really good game. Uh, genuinely it does, it? He says, genuinely enjoying the hell out of this, and I literally could not recommend the game more right now. Obviously, I'm not being sponsored here, and neither is the podcast, but it's £12.56 until the 3rd of November, and £16.75 once the sale ends, and it's absolutely worth it if you like turn-based strategy and roguelike mechanics. It and will it just... run on my uh, PC as well, my laptop. Oh, it absolutely it will. will. Um, mm. And the most recent review on Steam that I can see... This this person, Katsu, has 141 and a half hours on record. Um, so yeah. they've, they've played it quite a lot. Monetization removed, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's it's got a lot of positive reviews, so it sounds like a really great game. So it's uh, currently very positive on Steam. I'm going to forget this. Yeah, bang. 
Bang on, bang on. I mean, Monster Train's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Monster Train's so good. Play that on Game I was Pass. Playing it, I was playing it over, over a month on Game Pass <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> you were riding on the Monster Train. Just like a yes. death clock song, doesn't it? Um, oh, it's better than that. Last up, Angry Kurt said, nothing much new from this week. Any gaming has been dedicated to Spider-Man 2, which I've been enjoying. But as I said last week, I still don't think the side stuff is very good. And the Venom stuff it. feels like normal Spider-Man's powers, but with different animations. The story is also starting to lose me now. It's a bit, com- a bit compared to the first game. Nope. I finished Order of the Phoenix, both the book and the film. Of the five so far, I'd rank it as fourth for the book and the film. He is wrong. <laughs> he's, he's wrong twice. So, um, again, I, I spoke to him, and I, I, I do apologise, Kirk, because I just went, are you high? But I've not uh, watched all the films, and I still think this is the best film I've seen out of that series, and I don't think it's going to be topped. No, that was unless that's Prince of Azkaban you're on about. Oh, is it? He's, oh, yeah. read, he's read and watched Order of the Phoenix. Fucking last shite. One. Not shite. It's my, it's my lowest one. <laughs> you're wrong. You've not liked it. Oh, you're not listening to the podcast, have you not, that you've had access to? Is it, doesn't Order of the Phoenix suffer from the fact that it's one of the longest books and it's one of the shortest films? Yeah, but I actually... Um, listen That's to our podcast problem. as we get into this, because... <laughs> I've yeah, read the book not. recently, I'll listen to it, and it doesn't actually suffer that much for it, in my yeah, opinion. Fair enough. Uh, he, fin- he finishes off saying, I'm now... Ha- Oodles, you're probably going to hate this one. I'm now having okay. a break reading a book about the last few seasons of Derby County since we went yeah. into administration before I start Half-Blood Prince. Ah, oh, fucking Derby, man. Fucking joke. Oh, <laughs> I've just finished Half-Blood Prince. Mm, That's another one of the really long ones, isn't it? Not really. They were, for, from Order of the Phoenix, they were pretty hefty compared to the first ones. Yeah, but this this one kind of breezed by. Got, got through it much. Yeah, didn't feel like I was slogging away when I was listening to it. Well, that's mm-hmm. the feedback for this week. Excellent. As always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. If you are not a patron, you won't get access to Kenny Potter and all the other smorgasbord of amazing oral pleasures that we've unleashed these past is it three years we've been doing this shite now yeah about that mm. yeah there's loads there's you fucking fools. loads you fools just released yeah. our uh, greatest console ever knockout which was stressful it, and was when bitterness. they put us through that kind of thing it twists and turns and in the end Betrayal. the the, the greatest can, can, uh, put a blood console out on biggie Yes, she True. has. She has. Who knew? We all love the Game Gear that much. We love the Game Gear so Game much. Gear. You're joking. The Game Gear was fucking fabulous. No, the Game Gear was no, great. No, it wasn't. It, it 900 was. batteries. Kind of got you for Come life. <laughs> Game Gear was great. It just, I love my the, ba- the, battery pa- the battery power was just terrible. <laughs> if you become a patron, you'll get access to all that beautiful, beautiful stuff. If you're not a patron, it's nearly the end of the show for you, but before that... Oh, no. Oh, We've still got this to go. Oh, no. Put your finger out, taxi. It's time to go for a <laughs> ride down to Candyland. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> and now, what's up in Candyland? <laughs> so, um... You may have noticed that I was last to join this call this evening. 
and um, yes. that's because I lost something. I did that thing where it was in Your my marbles. hand one moment, and I guess I put it down. It disappeared. It was nowhere to be found. Half an hour spent looking for my phone. Couldn't find it. Found it exactly where I'd looked a hundred times. So I was writing this big theory. I was thinking of this big theory about what actually happens to the stuff when it just disappears and then returns. And then I realised that I'd basically written the plot to the borrowers. Oh, so, no. Oh, no. so you don't really get a Candyland this week, I'm afraid. But it was. It would have been. A, it, had I thought of it first, I would have put it out as a book. Yeah, it's borrowers. I mean, I can, I, I can, I can point out there are some items that just disappear into the void of nothingness. Well, we know and, that, like a sock I'm, every now and again has to be sacrificed to the no, laundry no, no. gods. I give you so, the humble, the humble plectrum. When you drop oh, yeah. a plectrum, you will never recover it. They disappear oh, they go into, into the dark realm. Yeah, they go into another realm. So do you know in, in 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 your little plot that you had? Did you have John Goodman in it and everything like that? Like in the film, no, the it was <laughs> no, it was the the previous iteration of it. The British, the English, the, the English one, oh, yeah. yeah, the oh, good one. Yeah. See, I literally have gone through this this weekend. I cannot find a TV remote because Amelia's Plinky lost plunk. it. Plinky plunk. No, the, <laughs> no, TV, the, no, the TV remote. <laughs> the zapper. The remote. I've got a small Telly TV in Small TV in our bedroom, <laughs> and it's just an Amazon Fire Stick one in the back. So it's an Amazon remote. Yeah, yeah, tiny uh, little Amelia's, thing in it. She's had a sleepover for a birthday this weekend. Put the TV in their room, and no wonder you look stressed. Back is there, the front isn't. Oh, I've cleaned that room, got looked everywhere in that room today, cannot find it. She was using that TV the day before in that room. She, <laughs> she cleaned that room earlier in the day and put the TV on her table, so it's I've in there a, somewhere. I've got a better advice for I you, just mate. Don't know where it is. <laughs> I know where it is. I know where it is. It's in one of the pockets because my kids do it all the fucking time, and that might be in the wash basket now. I well, put no, the fridge. hasn't been washed, so if it has, the, it, it's, it's in the pocket. In wash basket, trust me. Oh, my big, I've got chicken pockets. That's exactly where it is. I promise you, because my kids do it every. If it's in day. the pockets, if it's in the pockets, yeah. Let so, go so, check so, now. So, so, I go so, check so, now. Why? Why? Go check, and then we will invite it. you back into the green room. The, the, back the, in a sec. <laughs> the simple solution that I would say to things clearly critical problem here. Is that what he needs to do? Is he needs to get his discipline. Is get his daughter, grab her by the ankles, flip her upside down, just shake it to see what comes out. Yeah, my my daughter. Is it's, it's how I deal with you, Oodles, when we meet up. Yeah, it's true. My daughter's close to Stig's daughter's age, and she's always pocketing stuff. The other week, I was I was looking. <laughs> You've got I was sticky looking, children that just they're going to yeah, walk into shops me, and walk out with shit. I was looking for my app, my, my buds case, you know, for my Samsung yeah. buds. I'm like, what the fuck are they? And I was like. Scarlett, have you seen these? I've just named my kids on podcast that's the first time. Scarlett, have you seen these? And she's like, have you seen me daddy's AirPods? And, and she's like, oh, yeah, they're in my pocket. I'm like, why? <laughs> are you going to cast generators with them? Do you know what I mean? What are you doing? What are you doing with them? She went, I just put them in there. And I, all the time, these clothes pegs, these fucking micro machine cars in there. There's oh, all sorts machines. in her pocket. Uh, it's the we terrible were, um... for it. We were at a mate's house, and uh, at the end of the evening, we're talking three, four o'clock in the morning. We were playing table tennis. He's got a little pack-up table tennis thing, and yeah. we were playing that to ridiculous hours in the morning. And then the next day, we're all hungover, and we spent probably about an hour looking for one particular ping pong ball that was missing from the set. And we looked everywhere in this house, couldn't find it. And then about 
two hours later, randomly, a friend of ours just posted a picture that he'd pocketed it and took it home <laughs> that night. I'm telling but you. we looked for ages. But then he sent the picture without us knowing that we were looking for it. So it was so random that he sent the picture. But it was like, look, I've got this. It's like, oh, it, I, think, I, think it's, I, I think it's an ultimately British thing to put things in his pockets. Absolutely. Yeah. We pocket also, things. We pocket them. Also, Biggie, I, I, I forgot. I need to apologise to you because I misnamed your daughter last week. I called you did, her but I did correct not you. Faith. You, you, you did. did, but I didn't catch it because I was half cut and I was in the middle of it talking. Uh, yes. I, I, oh, come I faith, that's that. a show. Well, well that's, that's, that's the thing. I use <laughs> he doesn't look like he's found it. He doesn't look no. like he's found it. It looks sad. No, faith. no, Joy? No. Uh, oh, I thought, imagine if it was, though, you'd be like, you are the king. I genuinely thought <laughs> that it might be in her uh, hoodie. Trust me, it, that's it will the one turn thing up. I hadn't checked Kids in. pocket stuff. Put a hoodie. She might have put it in a pocket and it'll be in a bedroom. Completely Is different it, room. Could, could it be in the friend's pocket? It could be. It absolutely could be. Go find the friend, horrendous. grab her ankles, shake her upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are thieves. Kids are thieves. The kleptos. They're oh, they're horrible features, little fuckers. And they need to be stopped. I was really Thank hoping you. to come down and be like, eh, I've got it. No. Nope, <laughs> Thank that. you for that really, really, really low caliber candy land there, Candy. You're but quite welcome. Can't blame you. We've got to blame the borrowers, haven't we? Well, this is it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you aren't a patron, if you aren't a patron, this is it. It's time. Bye. 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 B